This episode is brought to you by the Project Manga Patreon, the best way for viewers to support the project and allow us a means to keep providing new and quality content to our subscribers. Go to patreon.com slash projectmanga and find out more about the perks we have available to patrons, including early access to all of our content and exclusive videos like behind-the-scenes footage and additional manga reviews. That's patreon.com slash projectmanga. All right, let's get into the episode. everybody welcome back to the project manga podcast where we cover one piece my hero black clover marshall dr stone and jujutsu kaisen week to week back this week covering weekly shonen jump issues number 36 and 37 i'm your host eagle Knox, and mellow and as always before we get started we would just ask you to take a look in that description box down below where you can find links to any and all of our individual social media accounts like twitter Online communities such as Discord, places for you to listen to the podcast wherever you would normally prefer, as well as ways to support the podcast by looking at our Patreon or our online store. Yes. And also, timestamps that you can use to conveniently navigate yourself through the video if you want to avoid spoilers. Also, like the goddamn video. And with all that said, yeah. what a fantastic fucking weekend jump, man. Like, so not used to Jujutsu Kaisen being back still. <laughs> I know. I'm only so happy it's back. here, but yeah, I'm like pulling Along up all the this... stone. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And I'm pulling up all the chapters to get like ready for the review or whatever. And like Jujutsu Kaisen's not on my like tab. And I'm like, oh yeah, I got to Jujutsu Kaisen's here again. Pull that boy up. Yeah. <laughs> well, we might as well get right into it, man. Chapter 154 of Jujutsu Kaisen, sneaking in mm -hmm. the subterfuge, man. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. we start off this chapter with this little meeting uh, between Panda and Megumi and kind of get the breakdown from Panda on why he wasn't able to infiltrate the situation just yet. And he was kind of having to, you know, as he put it, play a circus bear part and trying to attract more and more spectators, right. hoping that, you know, somebody from Jujutsu High would come along and be able to uh, accomplish what he couldn't. Yes. I love the logic inside of um, characters in Jujutsu Kaisen. I feel like we talk about it all the time in this in this segment, but it's been a while since we've had one of these segments. But I feel like everybody always, you know, it has that hunter-hunter feel where everyone's always thinking of, like, all of the variables and choosing, like, the most efficient route or what they believe to be the most efficient route. And sometimes they can be wrong, you know, about the way they want to go about things. But at the time, it's like, yeah, that I love that reasoning. And you always get that feeling in Jujutsu Kaisen in pretty much every confrontation or every you know conversation or interaction love it yes yes and uh we get a little hint at kirara's ability which i kind of have a lot of words for later on in the chapter i don't want to go too deep into it here but yeah now is it kirara's ability or is it hikari's ability i don't think that was ever actually stated i, I think, think well yeah but it, it was stated by them at least yeah. i think this is kirara's ability mm -hmm. of course that is their assumption right you know, it right. definitely couldn't it definitely could not be yeah um but yeah mm -hmm. and and even see she at one point says that she has panda marked and then uh, you see the, the little marking on his backside yeah so you know we can we can probably pretty safely presume that what's going on in this chapter is her ability yeah for sure but, uh, basically I... he's like 
man, I'm trying to run towards this door and the distance just never decreases. I don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. No matter how fast I run. Yeah, or it's like a little dream logic a little bit. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's very much like dream logic. Like there's like, um, oh God, it wasn't Mook and Train. But it's just like, like those dreams like, where you're on the beach running towards like the beach mm -hmm. babe and like, you know, you never get closer. <laughs> yeah, or you oh, just like never get closer fucking, to her. Yeah. <laughs> not to get too far off track, but yeah. I had a dream when I was younger where I was in my neighborhood, my cul-de-sac, and I was running from this like giant, like hundred foot tall white raptor. And it was like literally stomping through my <laughs> yeah and you're just I'm like <laughs> running i weigh like a thousand fucking pounds i'm like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh and it's just regular speed yeah it's like boom 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 i'm like yo i didn't get eaten because you always wake up right before you die but yeah and you always wake up right before you get to the baywatch chick you always wake <laughs> up right before you know what i mean like you but you never get there and it always seems like it's going farther away or you're getting slower or something i love that that mellow dream logic yeah, yeah it's like those little horror movies where like like the first um territory expansion they encountered in the series right where they're like hey where's the door it's gone right so if it, it feels a little bit like that it's definitely got that vein of cursed horror movie logic yeah for sure totally yeah. like that um and I definitely think it's Karara's ability just because Hikari was doing something sure. at the same time mm -hmm. while she's like presumably using it. So and like there's it takes focus. Curse techniques take to focus. So there's just been too much like hints and, and little little innuendos that that Hikari's ability has something to do with like temperature manipulation or yeah, like yeah. you know hot cold type shit because he himself has said like oh I'm feeling hot like oh it's getting cold da 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 yeah. and now this chapter we get Kirara saying oh you know Ken's feeling hot you yeah know? I like when he's feeling hot um, but it could be like a hot and cold in relate in regard to like distance right like when you're looking for something and you're close you're hot. When you're far away, you're cold. You know what I mean? And it could be a situation where um, their abilities work in tandem with each other. I don't know if we've seen that yet inside of Jujutsu Kaisen, but just thinking of Hunter Hunter, you have the Ortho siblings inside of the Chimera Ant Saga that Killua fought with the darts. You know what I mean? Like the Ortho sibling tags you with a bet with a badge, and then the the the, the male sibling throws the the darts at the board, and then they hit you, and then the fish mm. appear as they come in contact with the board. They, they pierce you in that spot related to the game or whatever. So, and I understand that Hunter Hunter's, you know, energy system allows you to come up with your technique. You can create your technique and decide what it is. So it allows for things like the ortho siblings to happen, but you never know. Maybe Kirara tags them. And then once they're tagged, Hakari's ability keeps them from the door or something. I don't know. But like, I just wanted to yeah. throw that, that possibility out there. But yeah, to rein it back idea. into this uh, beginning portion of the chapter here with Panda and mm -hmm. Megumi, yeah. it's just really tight how they're able to just so quickly deduce like a plan of action as how as to how they want to approach the situation. They're like, all right, we're going to wait this out, wait for Itadori to, to be able to meet with Hikari. Mm -hmm. And like as soon as he gets in there, we don't have to just take that bitch over because... We don't know if he's going to, like, deduce that he's from Jujutsu High and throw him out, mm -hmm. and we might not get this chance again. So our best, our best, you know, bet is to just 
get in there, take control of the situation after Itadori makes it in, mm-hmm. and uh, and go from there. Yeah, I love it. And them talking about, even like before that, them still talking about, you know, the technique, this line of dialogue where Megumi's like, does that phenomenon only occur when Kirara is in the monitor room? And I, yeah. I, I another reason why I love energy systems like Jujutsu Kaisen and energy systems, you know, like Hunter Hunter, and even probably you see it inside of JoJo's a lot too, is once you have a little bit of information about someone's ability, you use that to have conversations, you know, with people to find out like exactly what the ability is based on a little bit of information you have. It's not just abilities clashing. You don't, you're not just a fire, you know, mage versus a water mage. And then you have elemental stuff to worry about. It's so much more of a mental game inside of the characters because this is a world where the characters are the kind of people that put logical consistency and reasoning above everything else. You have to have these kind of convos because once you figure out the mystery of someone's ability, it's that much easier you know, to counter, so yeah. I feel like Jujutsu Kaisen does that better than anything, or just as good as any as, as any of the other series that I listed. So I yeah. think so too. I really like quite a bit the their kind of like deductions. They're just like, hey, what about this? Well, you know, I've marked the cameras. Your mm-hmm. ability lets you bypass angles a little bit, and yeah. like we'll just take over. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you know, it, it starts with like a large like w- couple walls of text, but like it flows pretty well. Like there's still a lot of like moving pieces, even mm-hmm. if it's just text. It's just like talking about like I like that they're soundboarding ideas off each other. Yeah. I really appreciate dialogue like that. They're like, they're like we should do this, and they're like, oh, that's a really good idea. Let's go do that. It's like no, yeah. like this is more naturalistic dialogue where they're just like, hey. Yes. And uh, something that's cool about the conversation too is that. Panda's been here a little longer and he's he's like kind of raring to go with this situation and we see a little bit more of the apprehensive Megumi here where yeah. you know the last few chapters he's been really like really super serious like we've been talking about and just about that action or yeah. at least since the last chapter yeah um when it came back yeah but you, you, you made in a... this conversation he's mm-hmm. he's kind of apprehensive about the plan a little bit because Panda's like really you know, wanting to take some chances with the plans. And he's like, look, I man, I got this all figured out. I've been here a long time. I got these, like, you know, like Melo said, he's like, I got these camera angles, you know, I got them all marked out. I got yeah. this shit memorized. I'm going to slip in. Right. You know what I'm saying? Up the emergency staircase. Yeah. Hit a cool, that smooth ass combo on these bitch ass motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to make it in clean. Cased. And yeah. he's like, you got your shadow abilities. You got the subterfuge. Like, we're clean. And yeah. he's like, mm, it might just work, I guess. Fuck. I but do he's like, like that it can the whole time. Yeah. I do like that he concedes. He's like, hey, if this doesn't work, we're just going to give up on this dude. Like, we got yeah. places to be. We're wasting we too to much time here. As good of an ally or potential ally as Hikari yeah. could be, it's like, how long, how much time are we trying to spend here? <laughs> I wanted mm-hmm. to go back to Mello's comment about how the, the chapter starts off with walls of text. And it kind of does. I mean, it's definitely very wordy. But I wanted to say that I think, if, I think it works in a story like Jujutsu Kaisen 1 because all the characters are really cool. So you love seeing them interact, especially ones that we haven't seen interact this way in a while, like Panda. Um, two, there's a lot of like mystery involved in, like, in, in, in Jujutsu Kaisen, right? So they're having a conversation about what her ability could be. They're having a conversation about how they want to go and sneak into this building, which is a great conversation to have because it lets you know that the stakes are high because they have to do this much to get around things. And when they're trying to have a conversation where they're trying to get to the bottom of something, then that's like interesting, even if it's wordy, because we mm-hmm. know that those goals that they're trying to meet are interesting. And the entire process from start to finish is going to be one that Gage knows how to present in a really aesthetic way 
aesthetically pleasing way, you know what I mean? Whether that's in combat or whether that's in whatever else, the whole entire situation, even if they're just standing here talking, is still entertaining, you know what I mean? Because there's so many things that are that cool about Jujutsu Kaisen. Well, yeah, I mean, and it's like, not only the conversation and how it flows within the story, the information mm -hmm. you get, but like the paneling throughout the conversation, it's just like subtly showing you their surroundings. The bubbles are like, integrated into the panels in a really smooth way that makes the conversation flow nicely there's like diagrams mixed in here and there like absolutely yeah it just flows really nicely it doesn't feel like a chore reading it yeah it's not like you know that infamous page of hunter hunter where it's literally where just it's just a dude's <laughs> yeah a dude's face for like one panel in the top right corner and then literally just <laughs> words for the rest of the page and it's like yeah ah, okay mm, damn togashi bro <laughs> they do mix it up i really yeah. like the kind of like pacing that they have because mm -hmm. like in a heist movie you can't have a heist without having that war room moment where yes. they're just like hey here are the variables let's go tackle this and here's my opinion we're gonna do it Absolutely. i think this like following action scene on like like six through 11. Bro, that panel so on page slick. 6 is drastic. Woo! Bro, look when at my man. Yeah, coming out the shadows. It reminded me of uh Mirio in his like permeate his perme mm -hmm. permeated permeable oh, yeah. or whatever the fuck that shit is, like permeation. Say, permeation. Yeah, like when he like the first time you see him use it and he just like keeps running down the fucking into like the into the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's going into Phantom Menace, I think is what it when he like one shots all of the the, the class 1a students or whatever but you get one panel of him yeah you get one panel of him like halfway in the ground like as he's like running and it like reminded me of this <laughs> oh yeah it's like mirio gear solid here yeah like, i <laughs> mirio appreciate... gear solid i'm screaming Mirio's it's so good it's like i just love the takedown yeah. i love like the quick tape i like that the zip ties are around the thumbs mm -hmm. yes like this it's like such it's like hey we're gonna use as little as possible yeah. this is as quick as possible boom 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 like and what are you gonna like, do without thumbs yeah <laughs> yeah it, it, for real he, it's you know it's it's tight That's, it's controlled i like that kind yeah. of like approach very I efficient love little, like little yeah very efficient yeah. yeah i love little moments like that and then you know we get a little goofy stuff like hey it's that circus bear <laughs> yeah and, and then, then he hits him with the <laughs> yo kicks buddy and then brings the knee up swiftly into buddy's stomach like yeah. swift ass <laughs> knee kick knee combo yeah and then he takes buddy's sausage and he's like you think he likes that food and he's like yoink this is mine now so that's a sausage because he has it like peeled down like a banana and i'm like well, oh, dude, and, yeah. yeah, no, the other, on the page eight, on uh, nine, rather, he's like, oh, oh I think he yeah. eats fish sausage, and he's like, oh, oh yeah. hold up, oh. that panda was in the tournament, and then yeah. they're like, <laughs> no, seriously, they, uh, <laughs> so when I was living in China, they used to, I like, eat, I like eating garbage food sometimes. Oh, uh, hey, who doesn't? They basically, <laughs> like, have hot dogs, like, like, sausage, like, spam hot dog consistency stuff, where it's, like, soft to bite in. And instead of like having like a hot dog casing, they basically put it, squeeze it into like little plastic things, mm. like a plastic tube, and then they cinch it off with like a little metal thing. So you can just tear that off and then peel it like a banana. Well, there and it it's is. Just meat. Okay. Meat banana. <laughs> basically. <laughs> oh. Wow. It's, a, it's, That's a weird, wild. it's a weird item, but like, I don't know. I like it. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. And then. <laughs> 
I like now, the, they go for the communications immediately. They're just like, oh, you're getting a phone? Nah, we can't, we can't let that happen. Yeah. yeah. As far as, yeah, now we move into this uh, confrontation. Yes. You know, on page 11 here. Yes. Where they're like, oh, we broke, you know, we, we, we took the roof over. We made it up here. It's all good. And then you see Kirara on this bottom panel. And, and like, Megumi's like, oh, shit. Panda's like, oh. Yeah, uh-oh. He just has that look on his face like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, then, like, Melo said, she, like, she's like, oh, Panda? And, like, immediately deduces, and this isn't, you know, just uh, props to Kirara's, like, abilities of deduction, like any yeah. other character in this series. Like, sees right. Megumi, immediately thinks back to the recording. She sees him with Itadori, and she's like, oh, fuck. He's from Jujutsu, Jujutsu High. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. That other kid must be there. Must be from there, too. Oh, shit, he's in danger. Reaches for the phone. is on and popping. Divine and, dog um, totality divine comes out. Divine dog totality on her. And she basically just, like, repels it. Yeah. And the moment this she touches it. is... Okay, I'm, I'm going to go on a bit of a spiel here because, like, I think, you know, I have at least a speculation on what her ability has to do with or... Okay. Hakari's, All right, if you rise away, let's go. Okay, so I'm super interested in this. And when I was reading it, I'm like, oh, fuck, what does this have to do? I think that her ability has to do with magnetism. Ooh. I think she can manipulate the mo- magnetic polarity of people, curse techniques like the divine dog, and also places depending on you know if she meets the condition or not and i think that condition is that she has to mark them sure or be attacked by them you know in the divine dog's case yeah i'm not quite sure how it's working in megumi in the divine dog's case right now but yeah basically i think she can you know either make you a positive or a negative like manipulate your negative or magnetic polarity to affect kind of what's going on with you in the case of the door i think that she's marked the building and she's marked Panda. So she's able to make their magnetic polarities opposite in a way where he can never get closer than a certain distance to the door. Mm. Like he was talking about. She can make, you know, Megumi's positive, the dog's negative so that they can't separate. Like they're talking about, you know, on the later yeah, panels when right. he sends the dog after her and then he's like, Wah! gets yeah. smacked into the dog. Yeah. Um, and I think that might be, what happened with the repelling mm. either that or she can also manipulate her own magnetic polarity in a way where she can utilize a sort of neutral magnetic yeah. polarity in all things to constantly kind of be able to repel attacks and stuff like that okay so i'm I with this i'm i think you're onto something but then i basically what you're saying right now is that if it, if she if she does have a attract uh, a repel and attract like magnetic you know kind of ability like that that she has to mark you for then i feel like hakari is the distance it is hakari's technique is the distance one because everything you're saying right now makes sense except for the fact that when they're running towards the door there's no resistance there's no repel there's just it, i'm not getting closer to it that doesn't it doesn't sound like it has anything to do with magnetism to me and I, that's what makes me think that hakari is the one with this really weird distance related ability that is compared to Satoru Gojo in the fucking chapter, which makes sense because Gojo's like, Akari's one of the people that could be just as strong as me eventually. So 
why would you say that unless i mean there's a lot of reasons you could say that but if you, he has an ability similar to gojo then it really makes sense you know what yeah. i mean so so i think i think that this magnetism stuff is great i for, think for kirara inside of the action we've seen with her absolutely I think I'm going to take the space of the center between these two Venn diagrams because I think you're both onto something. Okay. Where, because uh, I, but I think it's still Kirara's ability. I think the distance is that she can cause something to be charged. She basically applies a charge similar to magnetism, and she like marks panda and she marks the door, and so it'll always be pushed away a certain amount of distance. The so door. Like, like like Panda. when she like Panda. the do, like the distance never changes so she's able to get something to repel something or be averse to it or like phobic to it um, within sure. a certain distance yeah. so like when when she comes into contact with the divine dog she marks it and she di repels it from herself correct which is like she's already pre-marked she yeah. is the source so it touches it launches him you know roughly a good distance it's a certain a specific distance mm -hmm. yep and then it's always kind of doing that. Um, and oh, then and then the divine dog Megumi... is marked, and then he runs, and then the divine dog runs into yeah. Megumi, and now they're both kind of linked in that magnetic field kind of situation. I don't like a think so. I don't think it transfers. Kind of okay. I think it only works on things she's touched because Megumi yeah. seems to be fine. So then, how does Megumi get pulled back to the divine dog when he tries to run away from it? Possibly because maybe they're linked through the fact that it's his curse technique. Ah, there, that's good. That, that I thought it was really just good. like it was just the angle because like the dog is like coming at an angle and it literally just got shot back the direction it came from. Yeah, and it just happened to be in the form of, like where but, is. Well, he summons on, the totality. On and page, run, yeah, on page sixteen and seventeen, he sends the dog into her way mm -hmm. to block the door. But then he himself is pulled, wham, into the dog. Oh, yes. So, you know, possibly when she links or when she marks a curse technique, or rather in this specific case, a shikigami. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't notice that. Dang. Yeah, yeah. It applies that, you know, positive and negative polarity to the user and the Shikigami just because of that relationship between the two, and then they can't separate actually. Yeah, it makes sense that if the if totality is marked, that Megumi is marked too, just through cursed energy link. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I put this mark on your divine dog, which is made of your cursed energy, which is directly tied to you, so you're marked as well. Mm. And since there's two yeah. masses, there's two, you know, um, you know, two things here now, you're, you can't you know, separate from them because they're, it's you, you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's just kind of like how I'm trying to, to do it right now. I was thinking that yeah. the, uh, the magnetism worked, um, by a certain distance because of the pitch panel on 17 where he sends the dog and like basically traps her equidistantly to, um, Panda. And I thought that she couldn't move forward because of its magnetism. But now I just think it's like, oh, it's because, she was just like, oh, I'm standing still. And then. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah because I like this magnetism shit, though. Yeah. I um, like the then, idea. I need to figure out more about it. Yeah. For yeah sure. Even then on page 18, after he slams into the dog, Megumi's like, oh, we can't get close, but there's more to it. Divine dog and I can't separate. Mm -hmm. What the fuck? Yeah. And then 
and then we see, you know, and then he asks what kind of curse technique is that, and we see the um, the marking on Panda's backside, the uh, Emai with the right. little star. Right. And I believe it was on uh, page, what page did she say? that? Yeah, right here on page 15, mm-hmm. she thinks to herself, Panda is already marked. That's right. And her so, yeah. eye pupils look like stars. Exa- right. So, like, yep. this is definitely this is definitely her shit. I think we have a lot of it kind of like down, at least inside of this theory. Obviously, a lot of it has to be confirmed. But like this, this door situation, like the longer we talk about this, mysterious, the more I feel like it's just not Kirara's tech. Because like now, if Panda had said something like I tried to run to the door and there was a weird resistance or I tried to run to the door because like okay so if, if if it is the way that you were saying mellow and panda tries to get to it and you're saying the door has to keep backing up so that panda can't get to it well the door is not actually moving through space you know what i mean I like, feel the, like but it's like uh like when you like have something that like touches hydrophobic stuff and you can yeah. push water around i feel right. like it's panda is the hydrophobic material and yeah. the door is the water so it literally right. just keeps staying away and because it's a curse technique it can defy sure logic a little bit sure that's fine um, that's fine it can it can like affect things so instead of yeah, like well a person that was like i can't approach this thing i just can't get close to it you know like i think i know what on, you're saying yeah on page that's kind of why two, i think it is um yeah on page two in the top panel when panda's talking about the technique yeah there is in fact a star on the door and oh, on page, shit. yeah, you're totally right. On page 17, if you zoom in to the door behind where Emai or where Emai, where um, Kirara is standing, you can see that star and what looks like Emai yeah. next to it. You can't. What see page it, is the? What page looks, are you looking at this on? 17. 17. Where Megumi is slamming into the dog. Yeah, there you can it see is. On the door. Yep. yep. You know, what looks pretty similar to what we see on the backside of Panda. Absolutely. On the door. Yeah. So maybe it could be some kind of like, instead of this really violent, like, hyper magnetism we're seeing and potentially hyper magnetism we're seeing in this chapter, it could be maybe just like a, a passive um, magnetism where mm-hmm. it's not necessarily like throwing you away, but just keeping you at a certain distance. And it could be some typical anime shit where... He's like running like this, and his feet are just sliding along the ground. He can't get any closer. Like ah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like Panda would say it. It, it was a sensation it was like a that. Different yeah, type, it yeah. was. Yeah, he would be like, "Yo, like, my feet were moving, but like I wasn't covering any more distance or something like that." You know what I mean? The way that I he words it is like, it doesn't matter how close things. I get to it. If I if I walk or run toward the door on the roof, it doesn't matter. The distance never decreases. Yeah. I mean, is this this is the first time he's really approaching Karara. I think mm-hmm. the difference is that it's a living thing, yeah. right? So like mm-hmm. marked living things, it's going to be more resistance because there's the will, you know, behind the curse. Whereas a place, an object doesn't have will. So it's going to be pushed around by the thing it's rejecting sure. that does have will. So yeah, I feel that, like that's yeah. why it's, mm-hmm. that's 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 the like little delineation right there. That's why there's no resistance on Panda's side. And it just goes back to cursed energy, perception, illusion, maybe related things on why he's not actually getting to the door. But at the same time, the building isn't literally moving through space to keep Panda away from it. You know what I mean? So like the door is still stationary. The building is still exactly where it always was. 
but like it just is not getting closer to just Panda. the physical door is moving but the room <laughs> is staying where it is oh god this is a lot i you know i'm I mean? just ready yeah. for the, i'm just ready for the exposition at this point like gege <laughs> gege just just give me the fucking answer <laughs> like god damn it this is breaking like, my brain right now i like the contrast of the divine dog mm-hmm. on 18 over megumi like i like yep. the art styles and their the contrast of their style mm-hmm. and then like I really like um, Hikari's like pose. He's dominating the conversation. Check He's it out, like, bro. Well, how, and, how would you like to? You know what I'm saying? What would yeah. you fucking say? You want, yeah. you want to make you want a half mill? <laughs> Uh, like a milli every month and he's just like what and i like how he's just like he, his whole space like his body posture he's in control he's a confident guy i yeah. like how his hands stretch beyond the panel yeah uh, yeah yeah like for he sure has, he's he's larger than life kind yeah. of guy oh wow that's a really cool perspective you and feel comment. like when itadori walked into the room he's sitting there like yeah he has this kind of conversation a lot with a lot of people he's used to making deals he knows he's like in a godfather type position right now so like this um you know this demeanor makes a lot of sense for mm-hmm. a, a man like hikari i think the uh and kind of looping back a little bit i think that karara's ability is definitely um related to like magnetism mm-hmm. because of um how close like like kind of like touch oriented they were when we first saw them with akari oh sure like like, they clung to them right like attracted repel and i I like i kind of like that kind of like um nod at their personality for sure absolutely Uh, as a hint i'm not entirely sure how that's gonna go yeah another conversation uh, yeah i think you know yeah i was i was kind of struggling to Imagine how the conversation is going to go between Itadori, Itadori and uh, Hakari, but some will just have to wait and see. Another thing, Yuji's going to be like, "Hell yeah, I want that." <laughs> what the, I mean, like, what do you even really need it for right now? Right. I guess, but maybe Yuji's not the kind of person that really wants a bunch of money. I don't think we've ever gotten any information on him that shows that he's materialistic in any kind of way. So, yeah, like at most, he wants to be a tourist. Yeah another uh another thing that could land real quickly before we move you know away from this chapter mm-hmm. to the magnetism yeah is the fact that kirara does have all these metal piercings and stuff in her face she's got the the metal mm. you know studded collar mm-hmm. around her neck you know just plenty of, of metal accessories that you know could oh damn I was going to make a comment about her piercings, like being shaped like a compass rose directions. But like if she had like if her like labre, I think is like that piercing on her bottom lip. I'm not 100 percent sure if that's the proper name for it. But if it was like, you know, the top of the lip one, you know, where you get the you get the stud like in the top lip or whatever, then it would literally be like north, south, east, west. Like, but I still think that I still think that that, that it works for that, though, even though like, it's, right. you know, it, it's it's like caught there's three on the same axis. And then one like underneath, but still though, you know, that could be yeah. a potential hint towards it as well. I think and this, I like this idea, Eagle. I think this is a brilliant, um, a brilliant theory on the technique for sure. I Thank think you've really got it. So, for yeah. sure. Well, shit. I think that's about all I had for this chapter of Jujutsu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm good too. All nice righty then. Yeah. Well, with that, I think we can go ahead and move right into chapter 206 of Dukta Stone. Stone. Dawn of the Computer. 
Yes. And uh, sick-ass color panels in the beginning of this chapter with the uh, Usuriha. Yeah. Color page into the double Staying alive. Spread. Yeah. Yeah, Thinking yeah. Thinking of the squad about the squiddy about to come get her. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, and then we get this this tight-ass color spread like you're talking about. We get the, the beach days on them. Yes. With Kohaku, the computer. Thick than a, mm, hold on. Ah. I don't think I ever... Ever knew she had that much Be back alive. there. Hold on. Bro. Wait a minute. I'm hey, like man. moving a little bit. She been had that thing. <laughs> man, she's always got the fucking, you know, long, you know, uh, cave, she's cave been girl jumping dress, trees, caveman dress. Man. Yeah, yeah that's right. Jumping literal trees. Yeah. Right. You don't think she's got like... We got a little... Right, uh, makes like a kangaroo. <laughs> yeah. We got a little, little teenage Suica in the background with the pig and the dog. We ain't seen the pig and the dog in a while. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah, back yeah, in the yeah. village, petrified still. Look at Zeno, <laughs> bottom or, left corner. Dude, nah, the dog and the Zeno pig are chilling, actually. Yeah, they're they're yeah they're cooling, aren't they? Because only the only the swallows and the humans get petrified, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, hell yeah. Dog and the pig out here surviving, chilling. <laughs> but I got I love that we get Zeno in the bottom left corner yeah. here, like just part of this squiddy like you stupid motherfuckers. Like. I didn't. Ex- I didn't expect him to be like uh, blonde, like as blonde. What's yeah. going on? With- yeah, I didn't. Yeah. yeah, it really threw me. I was like, man, he is a he is a bright golden blonde. I know we've What's- I know we we've known that he's blonde, but I yeah, seeing it is on it- this colors, but I was like, oh yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it pops against um, really- the blue of the ocean, but what's going yeah. on with Gen, man? Oh, yeah. What is going on with Gen? Hey, why is hey, he the only what? one like strutting his shit in like a speedo? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? It's the balance out the fan service. Yeah, true, true. As that's above, a good point, so too. below. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's a reflections. Good. That's good. I bet you. I bet you. Chrome got some. You know, something, something like that going on back. Nah, there you too. can see like his shit at least goes down to where Gen's arm is. Oh wait, no, that he's got like whole caveman shorts on for sure. Yeah. Yeah, you could see his leg come out from behind Gen's arm. And everything before Gen's arm is not flesh colored, so yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That could just be a bunch of water. Who knows? But I think he's wearing shorts, bro. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay, Tukasa Gen's, out, Gen's here. out here. You know what I'm saying? With the speedo, let him let him yeah. cook. Let him Starting cook. This shit, he's cut though, low key. Yeah, yeah. I mean, shit, it's Boichi. I mean, there's not gonna be right. a fucking character. You could he'll this draw is... fat character, swole as hell. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, this is kind of classic Boichi like yeah. anatomy art. Yeah. Classic Boichi art. Like I love the spreads. Like it really reminded me of that. Um, I like how the eyes, the hands are like those blackened hands are like highlighted. Yes. Uh, is that just yes. like petrification scars? Yeah, I think yeah. it is. I think it's like you know just a really dense, you know, uh, fucking and like covers a lot of surface area because like usually you just get like cracks or whatever, but this is just like mm-hmm. whole hands got the mark. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I actually kind of like it because he's one of the f- few like future characters that doesn't have face markings. Yeah, he's like just like a regular face dude. Yeah, where, now that I think about it, where is Gen's like chompy Pac-Man mouths uh, crack scar thing on his? Because they face? all got they all when they got repetrified and shit, they all their scars got taken away. But Senku, Senku got his back. Why was he? Why does he have his back? I don't again? know why Senku. I can't remember if there was. There was a reason like... for it though. I remember that they said something about it in the comic. I think. Oh, yeah. did he? Uh, I think he actively kept his scars. You like, can do that. Or like he, oh, uh, like like carved them in. Oh damn! Or something what? Like that. 
I think oh, that's what happened. God. It's there my was memory some kind fickle. of crazy. Yeah, there was. My an, memory okay. is fickle, but it there was a in moment the where he's. Yeah. <laughs> I think he was just like, I don't want to forget my past. I want to remember all yeah. of this. I kind of remember something like that. Slate. Yeah. Yeah. He's, like, he's about the accumulation of knowledge, and I felt right. like he made some sort of choice to like reapply the scar or something yeah. like that. Yeah. In some kind of way. Yeah. It might not even be a scar or a crack or a marking. It might just literally be. You know, I don't know, maybe not like marker or something, but yeah, I'd have to really go backtrack. Yeah, someone in the comments hit us up, let us know. You know, something that would be tight though. To chance to be right, and not do your thing. Yeah. As far as like, why would size end up? Why would size hands end up like that mm -hmm. densely like scarred? Mm -hmm. Because the the reason for that is where the petrification cracks and shit and breaks away the yeah. outer layer at least. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, something that would be tight for his character that I just kind of thought of would be if when he was getting petrified, he was like coding on a computer or something. And like just through the will of his like passion to code, like through the petrification, he's just like. Those gamer muscles. The petrification yeah. could feel or that like, like all of his. And, and yeah. his hand, you're still just going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah, I don't know. Dude, that's that's I, a good question. I wondered if his hands were like smashed and like they reassembled it at first. Oh damn! Well, he no, he because he came out like that. Yeah, he came out. Yeah, came out like that. Well, they just, didn't. Those, they, those when gamer didn't, muscles, you know, yeah. broke through first. <laughs> hands <laughs> yeah. moved for more than his face. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, yeah. Uh, to kind of move into the chapter here, the new yes. Perseus looking sick. We get a nice little angle on it. Yes. Big battle Frankie vibes on him. Yes. Mm -hmm. No cannons love, or anything on it, but that I thing love, looks like it can fuck you up. You do look like some Battle Frankie shit, for sure. I love the little dude just, like, chilling on top. He's like, yeah, we, yeah. Got, we got cooking with gas. Let's I think that's Taiju, that. yeah. That's Taiju, <laughs> yeah. gotta yeah. be Taiju. Yeah. I just yeah. love it. So they go to Corn City, right? That's where they're at, is Corn City. Yep, they yeah. head up to mm -hmm. Corn City. They break so everybody they up. The Squiddy. Joel, Joel right away, boom, clean. Hand is clean. Now, it's funny because when I first read this chapter, yeah, because we've been talking about on the show, like, like eagle's been like what's what condition is this man's hand in he got his shit like crunched in a fucking suitcase or whatever like right, <laughs> right before and then and so he's he, he breaks out of the petrification his hand is good but then the next page there's just a hand panel <laughs> and right. i thought that like for like a split second obviously it's taiju and use reha but for a split like <laughs> joel yeah I, like... I don't know why i just saw the hand and I was like, oh, Joel's hand. And it's just like Taiju's My hand. <laughs> but no, like this this part of the chapter, I really liked a lot. Like it right. obviously feels really good. You love seeing everybody getting revived on the Corn City side of things. We got Joel. We got Kinro. We got Magma, you know, or Magna rather. Yeah. Obviously, Yuzuriha. But, um, and you love the moment, you know, between Yuzuriha and Taiju. Where you know he reaches out to like shake her hand and shit after mm -hmm. he revives her and yeah, she like, pulls him in for the hug like bagger yeah you know, like, what are some, you doing <laughs> um and then we get the revival of even the enemy squad here and like what felt really good through this part of the chapter at least was just like the concise tight pacing the visual storytelling utilized to like go through the portal where they're explaining things to yeah. these people about like the the situation with the alliance the yeah. the moon mission you know.
Richiro and Boichi, they really know how to, yeah, they really know how to montage, you know, a situation, you know what I mean? Loved it, like, he just hands him this packet, like, this is, you know, you get the panel of Zeno writing it, okay, that's a letter from Zeno, then you get this quick little teaming up, you know, eerie enemy, moon mission, and they're just like, bet, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think it works because Boichi is such a detailed artist, and he's able to, to, like, really show um facial expressions like in really high detail whereas like a lot of manga artists you know like might have you know a style that you know you can definitely tell what's happening but as far as like subtle facial expressions conveying certain emotions it like you some might be lost in a manga's style like i have a, an issue with that sometimes in jujutsu kaisen mm-hmm. for example you know what i mean but boichi is really good with anatomy it's really good you know with 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 it's almost photorealism what he's doing a lot of the time you know what i mean so like the the high detail allows you to throw in subtle reaction panels like you know uh what's this one girl's name who's like a really big fan of like that idol luna. singer that they, yeah luna yeah so you have her yep. standing next to like the bald black guy with the glasses that fucking douche that crushed joel the engineer or whatever yeah. the engineer yeah like literally just like a tiny little tiny thin panel of them reacting and being like hype and excited about the news that Suica or that. Oh, that's uh, not Luna. You're talking about on page seven. That's that like uh, the the muscle the squad. Yeah, she's like the, yeah, she's like really strong. She was on fucking um, Sukasa's team and like they yeah. they brought her over to the cell phone and they tricked her into thinking that it was Lillian mm. or whatever on yeah, the on the yeah. phone or whatever. Yeah, that girl. You know, I whatever. Her name, but yeah. Whatever. But like you just have like you know this little reaction panel that just says so much about like. Like, yeah, check it out, bro. This is what this is what they go through to, like, bring civilization back to normal while y'all were being ops. You know what I'm saying? Like, while y'all were being the opposition and fucking all of our stuff up, almost killed Joel's hand. You know what I mean? Like, look at what, you know, now we're all back. We're depetrified. We're safe again. And it's all because of them. Like, it just looks like, man, this feels good. Like, even inside of this antagonist, like, bald engineer character who is definitely a son of a bitch before this petrification is now coming out of the petrification. Like, okay, you want to know what? These people are pretty fucking... Yeah, I mean, I he didn't want to, but and he, he probably was definitely like really a soldier, soldier, right? Yeah, he was yeah, just yeah. like, I'm gonna do this because I'm, you know, I'm gonna do this. I don't like it because I remember he had like tears in his eyes when they were fighting Joel. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah, like he felt he's like, I oh, don't well, good. like doing this. Good. Then I'm glad that yeah. they, I'm glad that they leaned because because he should I, feel shame. They, You're he, right. He should feel <laughs> shitty and like and also like when you have the um casualties of war i'm just a soldier taking orders kind of character and kind of you know situation in your conflict right then like you gotta show that apprehension so that you can redeem the characters right because it's like dr you know dr zeno and stanley are like the two you know um you know the the king and 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 queen or the king and bishop or whatever of the of this like faction and you know, everyone else is following their orders. So if they really aren't shitty people, then you have to show them following those orders because they're soldiers first. But then you also have to show reactions like him crying because he's doing something that he knows is bad, but still has to do it because that's the team he's on. So I love Mm -hmm. that we are rehashing that. Yeah, I do like that because like it is kind of a core theme in Dr. Stone is that violence isn't the real answer. Mm -hmm. Like even with diamond, Science is, yeah um like i really quite like this um i kind of want to loop back just like the beginning like page one she says she's been there for eight years and she's been counting for eight years like i like that because it's like you know uh if you're dreaming like one of the ways to get to like a lucid dream state is to try to count 
mm. because it awakes the the part of your brain that like goes to sleep when you when you do that, mm -hmm. and so you can like bring yourself up from that kind of like unconscious state, mm. elevating your conscious. So I like that being the like one of the tricks to like being depetrified. Right. But also, I just want to say like, man. I'm glad they're not focusing on like just the psychological horror of being conscious for eight years doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah, like, dude. Like, I it, that would be awful. Yeah, that would be that'd be the worst. You're right. They haven't really um, spent a lot of time on the psychological aspect but of there's that. There's so much going on this series that like I'm yeah. totally willing to forgive that yeah. kind of thing because like, hey, that doesn't really serve the story we're trying to tell. Right. Um, Although so, like, I get that. We definitely could, you know, just get out of the blue. Somebody like they wake them up and they're just like, oh, <laughs> just like start freaking the mm -hmm. fuck out. Like, yeah. oh, my God, like they yeah. go absolutely insane because of that, you know, mental trauma of being locked in this petrification for, you know, we still got people who haven't even been revived yet. So Period. In the whole 3,700 years. Yeah, exactly. So like. But they might yeah, just definitely be could be something we could still explore. You know, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like they might be in a comatose state and not even like aware of it. Oh, but sure, like, right, yeah. So they could still have lost consciousness and just not decided to count, and then they'll just get woken up whenever it'll be like they're waking mm -hmm. up from a nap or something. Uh, yeah, from like yeah. a massive dream. Yeah. Um, I yeah, like wow. man. I really like this close up, like some of the art here that comes up with like when they're talking about like the keyboards and stuff. Mm hmm. On on what page? Uh, it skips. I skipped ahead a little bit. I was kind of flipping around, yeah, but I fine. really liked the double spread on sixteen and seventeen. Yes. It's Look at that so hand. Cool. Look at that fist. Yeah. Like, Son. Just so much gradient. Yeah, and so much like <laughs> stipple, and like so much noise. You know what I mean? Like it just, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, like it has such 3D so, shape yeah, to it, and I yeah, love yeah. that. Even compared Boy, to the rest of the series. Very like photorealism. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, looks like a picture. Mm -hmm. For real. And then, like, and even this close up, cool. you know, on 19 of Psy that I really, that I want to touch on a little later as well. Um, where he's just shedding a tear. Yeah. Just, I got, just yeah. a beautiful, beautiful panel. I right wanted to there. focus on that too. This was, this was a chapter, like, once they start getting into computing and binary and, like, all of this stuff related to computer um creation and building or whatever crafting like this was like a time and i'm like used to it in dr stone where they're talking about things that i don't really understand because it's so high level science shit and like fundamental stuff like happening but like this was a chapter where i really was like okay even more so than normally i am so lost on a lot of this shit going on in this chapter it's still like you know makes enough sense for the reader obviously they keep you know making points like this doesn't make sense to people who aren't familiar with this kind of stuff. Like they always do whenever they're talking about like high level mm -hmm. science stuff. But even like considering that the history of the story, I'm just like, this chapter was like, holy shit. Okay. Dr. Stone, <laughs> you got it. It's your world. I'm just living in it. Like take me through, take me. And it's yeah. so simple. Cause it's just math, you know, for a lot of it. But then like, once they start getting into like 1415, you know, like everything on like 14 and 15 and, and uh, from like 16 to like the end of 18. It's just like, fuck, dude. Like I saw it all come together and it looks so good. But at the same time, I'm just like, man, how exactly did we get here from like addition to this finished circuit? You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. like, goddamn. 
I I love maybe I'm just dumb but... on the fingertips and <laughs> mm-hmm. like thumbnail on mm-hmm. uh, fourteen. It's just he's flexing the entire time. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even yeah, notice these are... fingers, bro. Dude, I didn't. Like, I was looking at so the donuts so much. Yeah, like I, I the donut. Yeah, just these draws fingers are drastic. Yeah. Um, I, I I hey man, it's the Stone Age, not the not the moisturized age. Right. Um, but I I like it because it's like. It kind of, like, shows the contrast of how delicate the item actually is compared to, like, the people making it. Right. Like, it just heightens that. Like, this is really small. Like, it's so small to the point where when we zoom in on it, you can see, you know, high detail in cuticles and pores Mm -hmm. and shit. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it just serves. And, like, there's all these little weird things like uh like mid middle of 15 where he's talking about like if you have swing and you swing some other way yeah um wins out and like the wavelengths and how yeah. to like explaining stuff like that that's just wild to me yeah but they're like okay we're bringing this in like he's able to like work all these little things into his art yeah yeah and, and i mean a big reason why why a lot of this was so complicated i feel like is because it had to be accurate and a and as long as we're on that note, we should commend the fact that um, Richiro Inigaki actually brought on a computing consultant now, along with the science consultant Kurare. Yeah. We have a computing consultant, Hiromichi Hachizume of Japan's National Institute of Informatics. Fire. What? Yeah, that's on page uh, five in between the panels. Oh my god. Yeah. So right yeah, and line. I mean that could definitely be a reason why uh why I mean the magazine itself had a break, but I feel like Dr. Stone was also on break for a week. They could have mm-hmm. had to, you know, bring on this computing consultant because, you know, yeah. Enoch Richiro and Nagaki knew they were about to go into some shit. They were yeah. like wrote this wrote this into the story, they went they're like, Hold on now. I got a fucking uh bring somebody on for this shit because I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know how to draw hands super realistically and then at the same time, I know yeah. how to make things like really uh, cartoony. Like, um, yeah. Well, that's Boichi. Page, but yeah. page, page eight, right? Mm-hmm. He's able to have like almost like minimalist cartoon, cartoonish characters that still maintain enough detail that you know exactly who's who. Yes. And like just... Playing around with shapes. The range. Boichi's range is wild. so versatile. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. (laughs) So good. But, um, yeah, I love the computing bit through the, the, you know, middle of this chapter. We get some really cool information. Hard to grasp in some cases, but we also get some good comedy moments with the flag situation, you know, where Kohaku's, like, taking it mad serious. When she's got to raise her flag, she's like, like, (laughs) Brings that bitch up with some gusto, and then you know when uh, Suika's bringing her flag up, she's like twirls it up like shoot. You yeah. can see on on page twelve her little yeah. illustration of bringing the flag up. She's like twirls yeah. it. And I just want I just want to say like there is literally nothing wrong with the chapter in regard to how much it confused me. You know what I mean? Like like I don't want to say that it's like a criticism, you know, or a negative of the chapter or of Doctor Stone, just in case that um that could be you know interpreted in that way i really appreciate the didacticism in uh in 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 dr stone like i feel like a more comics in general 
and not just manga should should try to lean into that because it's just really cool to experience like when you have a really good story that's really good at teaching you things at the same time but like i just wanted to 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 throw that because i think it sounded like i was kind of like complaining about it and it's like no i'm just stupid and commenting on it so no i think well i mean he like like I mean, getting computers and stuff and, like, even, like, a game like Civilization is not, like, you start taking off. You get to do some crazy wild stuff and you don't really, you could, I usually lose the thread at that point. Like, some yeah. of my friends are really good at that game. Yeah. And I lose the thread very often after, after that point. I just start doing whatever's fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, like, this is really complex stuff. Like, yeah. there's a lot. We live in a world currently that is like so technologically advanced that most people don't understand how or why any of the things they use work. Mm -hmm. Like, there's things like, like I vaguely know how how a souffle works and how it can like raise the internal temperatures of the food it's cooking. Right. I barely know enough information to scratch the surface of like how to like if someone's like, hey, can you try to like make a souffle? I'd be like. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I appreciate like Doctor Stone for how you know didactic it is. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. it's like it's like this could have I don't want to say very easily, but I mean like it could have been one of those manga that had like a brilliant idea, brilliant premise, like incredible art, whatever, but just didn't find its audience because it's so the way that it is. You know, and then it either gets axed or like you know fades into the yeah. realm of obscurity. You know what I mean? And like, but it's like wildly popular. You know what I mean? And I like, I, I, it's yeah. so important that it is, you know what I mean? I think it's just really impressive. Like beyond like the, like very large range of Boichi's art. Mm -hmm. I think it's really impressive that he walks a very fine line of having a story that could be literally bogged down by an insane amount of details for the sake of accuracy while also maintaining like a healthy amount of hand waving yeah. that's just like okay we're not going to pay attention to that yeah and like power through and like there's a lot of it doesn't other really do that that, that often though you know what i mean like there isn't yeah. a whole lot of like hand wave when it comes down to like brass tacks you know what i mean like mm -hmm. there, i think there is one moment that i can think of where it's like this is not scientifically accurate and it's like the entire Ishigami village situation on how um, Byakuya's astronaut team repopulated a small area of the planet with like eight people. You know what I mean? Like that mm -hmm. is just not possible, period. You know what I mean? Like, and at least yeah. not possible enough to keep things going generationally, you know, down the line until we get people waking up 3,700 years later. Like, the, like that's just too small of a group. You need like at least like 50 to 100 people to do that safely but like yeah. that's a hand wave that's like totally fine and makes sense for the story mm -hmm. and there's not a whole lot of that i literally and i'm not a scientist i'm not a physician i'm not a or whatever engineer or whatever you got to be to like thoroughly understand everything that's happening in this manga but like i feel like they're and i've watched this with like you know scientists you know and engineer friends and they're like no this shit is legit besides that you know what i mean so it's like mm -hmm. yeah. I, I like i really appreciate that like yeah. even like like they use hand waving sparingly mostly in the form of like action montages or like mm -hmm. exposition montages right and they they it's it's it that's a tight wire act to like to like walk to like produce that kind of product and still maintain like a level of entertainment that i really really enjoy like it just it's really impressive to me that it doesn't come off as like pedantic or something right you know? right yeah it's a it's a beautiful balance that they've achieved in Dr. Stone.
and I probably I'll probably comment on it a lot more throughout the rest of the life of the reviews just because it's such a drastic point you know in the in the series but just gotta say like I appreciate the fuck out of this story bro for everything yeah, mm -hmm. that it does and I love how everyone's so gung-ho about everything, like, hey, we need 200,000 of these. Everyone, like, loses their fucking minds and then literally page turn into, like, yep, we got it. Don't even trip, bro. Like, this is our, this is our role. You know what I mean? Like, we do We've our jobs here. We've been for eight years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Let me add him, Chief. I'm right. finally off the bench. Right. Because, like, like, you think about it and it's like, man, if I was the craft expert, if I was Yuziriha and I was tasked with finding all of the little tiny pieces that go to like bring a person back, you know, to their like full statue state so that you can safely, you know, revive them. Like that's a fucked up ass job. You know what I mean? Like there are billions of people and obviously Yuzuriha is not going to do every person herself. She's going to have crafts people that she's going to train up as they, you know, depetrify people who are eventually going to be able to do her job. And they're going to have a workforce in pretty much every area of labor, you know, on their team. And that's going to be fine. But like in the meantime, they've got to do some really tedious, fucked up, tedious mm -hmm. things. You know what I mean? And it's like, I'm thinking about it. It's like, could I do that? If I had to, like, if I was the specialist in a certain area and Senku gave me, make 200 fucking thousand of these or, like, make, you know, 500 of these or something like that, I'm like, could I do it? It's like, hell yeah, Provide I have nothing better to do. Yeah, I was, I was supposed to be dead, first of all. This right. motherfucker brought us back. There's no more technology. Social media, the internet is all gone. I have literally nothing better to do with my time. Of course I'm going to do this shit. Absolutely. I would be, <laughs> I would be just as enthusiastic, I want to say, thinking about it like that. I mean, it... I feel like it's like, uh, you know, it is, it's a very beautiful being part of something that is beyond yourself yeah. that isn't like tainted by like concepts of like us versus them, right? insider, outsider, nationality, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I really appreciate that. And I like the kind of story that we're doing. And it also like heightens uh, an appreciation for a lot of the stuff we take for granted. Absolutely. Well said. That, like surrounds us. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, I mean, something I really liked about the ending portion of this chapter after we get the computer bit, you know, as Sai is kind of playing with the rudimentary calculator mm -hmm. that they have. Um, just as he's playing with it, he just, and talking about it, he just sheds a tear, yeah. you know, because he's obviously expected it to be a lot longer before he would ever have something like this. and. Yeah he's just that passionate about it and like yeah that to me was just a really great part of the chapter and it just kind of made me think like we can only aspire to that level of passion for something right and where admiration like, yeah yeah where you're just just doing this thing or even talking about it just will bring a tear to your eye and like yeah it's like that Have scene, you weeping tears of joy. You know? It's that scene that we see all the time in Dr. Stone when people realize the power of science now that you've taken away modern living. You know what I mean? When you mm -hmm. take away, you know, everything that you've taken for granted inside of a certain subject and you see what that subject looks like on a fundamental level and know that it's like <laughs> the life spark of everything you come to know and love in your life. And you're seeing it, you know, on that fundamental level as, you know, you're trying to rebuild the world it is a very liberating, a very um, awe-inspiring kind of like moment to be like, wow, so this is what got us here. You know what I mean? Like this is it working in real time in ways that we would never have a chance normally to see and understand. And here it is. We were fighting for so long over what again? You know what I mean? Like, holy shit, like mm -hmm. look at science work. You know what I mean? It's like the same feeling that 
you know, characters in One Piece get when they see Luffy regal as fuck liberating them from whatever you know tyrannical you know ruler or dictator iron fist shit that they've been going through on whatever island they go to everyone's always cynical there's it's no point there's no hope do flamingo's too strong boo boo boop you can't do anything and then luffy pulls up and you see that he has the facilities to change your life in the ways that you never thought it could and you shed a tear you're like holy fucking shit this man's amazing it's like the exact same situation in dr stone whenever senku achieves literally anything that people yeah. thought weren't possible in the you know place that they're at you know what i mean it's just fire yeah. like i love that that um it's just a great heartstring pulling machine you know what i mean that yeah. they've established yeah. like, in, in the probably series. didn't expect to see a computer in his lifetime yeah yeah I've heard, and it's you know, something again, that like yeah. he standard his whole life on like mm -hmm. damn yeah yeah absolutely most definitely but um and then we get this fire ass diagram, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Love these diagrams always where it yes. just shows us the 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 uh the road to the objective. Mm -hmm. Something that, you know, Boichi <laughs> always always kills these diagrams from since the beginning of the series. Yeah. Always fire. And I love how in the diagram it goes like okay, parametron donut ander circuit into the calculator with all of the other things you need and then it goes yeah. into a NES. And it's yeah. like, we don't need an NES. No, we're building the NES for Psy before we get to the main goal. Just like they made the fuck, he made the, the soda for Gen. You know what I mean? Like shit like that. Little, little wholesome steps, you know, like included on the way to the <coughs> overall goal. So that, you know, just for Psy. It's just wholesome shit like that, man. Yeah. It's like Dr. Stone's the goal the isn't the end. Yeah. Like the goal isn't the priority, you know, the, you know, people can work towards a goal, but you still have to, you know, live a life that's livable and like, you know, enjoy yourself. Yeah. If you can't enjoy yourself living, then yeah. how are you living? It's, it's just Senku knowing that, you know what I mean? Like this is what Sai like lived for forever. What would be the one thing that he wants the most right now? Like, do you actually want a computer? Because like the only reason why you'd want a computer is so that you could like do your job and whatever but like you really want an nes because you're a gamer you're a computer you know nerd or whatever but you love gaming the most so like let's make you that thing so that you now have that thing that's most important to you in your life again you know what i mean like senku is like a perfect main character in that way yeah. for this series yeah i wonder what kind of video game they would make Oh man, we're gonna get we're gonna get. I uh... mean, he's got the well. You can't have Dragon Quest on the NES, I don't think. But <laughs> what was the original got... Dragon Quest on? I want to say it was. Uh, could could go. Back. I, I don't know. I want to say the first Dragon Quest might have been on a, a, a system that old, but I don't. Don't quote me on that. But, but. Uh, I mean, I'm sure he's got the code memorized for all sorts of games. Absolutely, yeah, for sure. Yeah, then we move into this bit here at the end of the chapter where. As you mentioned earlier, Nox Senku's like, oh, you're gonna have to make two hundred thousand of these little uh, parametron donuts, yeah. and uh, thank you. Yeah, I love their first estimate. He's like, what are you gonna make us make like eight hundred of these or some crazy number? <laughs> He's like, well, buddy, brother, <laughs> I need two hundred k, fifth of a million. Yeah, it's crazy. In incredible chapter though. Yes, very very nice chapter. Yeah. I think that's about all I had for it though. That's all I got too. Well, with that, I think we can go ahead and get right into chapter 73 of Mashiri, Magic and Muscles, Mosh Burn Dead, and the Summer of Fun. And um, I actually really like the beginning part of this chapter mm -hmm. that we get here between these two divine visionaries. I forget um, one's name, but 
I think one of them is order other, Madel. One is order. Yeah. Yep, the one that we get explicitly stated, but I don't remember the blonde one's name. He's the flame he's, cane, though. Yeah, yeah. he's a Flaming little more sword. kind of yeah. leaning more towards Mash's side, I'd say. Yeah. Um, but this moment here, you know, we see Order taking out the mage that was controlling the big giant Cyclops monster. And this scene here does a good job of, of establishing or keeping the stakes outside of the Innocent Zero situation where, you know, we obviously still have people that don't fuck with MASH, even yeah. though he is the one that kind of saved everybody here. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and he's such and a bitch. Us. He's like, you'd think you'd be swayed to think you'd be swayed by a little show of force. Like, bruh. What? Yeah. And um, <laughs> it also moves us right into this this portion of the chapter as well, where we get information on government intervention in mm -hmm. this situation, which I already I'm already knowing Kiko is hype as fuck about. Yeah, I bet. You know, yeah, so anytime sure. there's government shit going on in the manga, he's like, oh my god, blah, yeah. blah, blah. but yeah, and the government's story. always got to be so sus, like covering up information, like not telling the truth about everything that happens, like. Trying to maintain status quos, you know, that might be rooted in yeah. something sinister for all we know based on this information. I wouldn't put it past them. Obviously, we know that they're discriminatory against people without magic, but it looks like there's something a little bit deeper there as well, which this chapter kind of gives us. So I'm really interested in that, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. There is this moment. Um, do you think do you think that Orter is uh, tying up a loose end? End for Innocent Zero, or is he just a guy who has authority and is willing to just execute people because oh. he feels like it? I didn't even think about that. Like, what if he is working for Innocent Zero and he's on Mash's heels as much as he is under the pretense or the guise of you mm -hmm. don't have magic? Because he's like the only one that's like a super try hard about it. Like, the other people inside of the Divine Visionaries were like, yeah, kill him. He don't got no magic. He's being a douche. Let's get him out of here. But like, he's the one that's like, really going out of his way to put his foot down on it and enforce it and yeah. like until we get a flashback or a backstory for him that shows why he's so pro-establishment and such a you know a hard ass that's a really cool thought you know what i mean that he a really cool twist of this would be like yeah this is why he's such a, an asshole it's because he's working directly for innocent zero and wants mash's body it makes it just makes me think because he's like because like at the bottom of page two he's like that's the prisoner who's controlling that plan to kill him dot 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 and just like he's processing it like why is he trying to kill him like like i mean if you're a authority figure and you're like okay hey you know this terrorist cell attacked a school a large public event and we found one of the people that did it I would try to capture them. I would try to pump them for information. Like, yeah. I don't know. I would try to hold them. I wouldn't be like, oh, you killed a bunch of people. I'm just going to off you. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't understand that mentality. So yeah. it I, just kind of struck me as off. Like, I get it. Like, point. like manga thought processes. Yeah, yeah. I get it. But like. Yeah. Until you're, you're the motivations. Yeah. And that's true. And you could just, you know, chalk it up to you know, manga logic, like, get him out of here, let's kill him. But the logic that you're bringing into it as to why he's so quick to kill him instead of questioning him is really interesting, actually, despite yeah. anime and manga shit. Like, why isn't he trying to, you know, inquire on, on, on anything in regard to this guy? Like, you think that this would be, this is the only person left behind from Innocent Zero's crew, essentially, and you want to kill him instead of talking to him. Yeah, that's definitely mm -hmm. very sketchy. <laughs> right. 
I like that they have newspapers in a wizarding world. Uh, I like <laughs> the idea. I like that they float and fly to people. Yes. Like I was like, oh, that's that's whimsical. Yeah, that's I mean, that cool like magic series is... shit that you can't wait to see. Like, how are they gonna do mm-hmm. little shit like that? Yeah. Yeah. It's those like living world type moments, and I like that. Even though the rest of this like setting for the like pages four and five are like super dark and ominous and mm-hmm. kind of creepy. Uh, the Bureau of Magic. I like how it's like super gothic. It's got that austere front. It's like dark foreboding and it has a ton of eyes yeah built into its iconography mm-hmm. like the idea that it's like this is the bureau of magic we're watching you <laughs> yeah hell yeah. yeah good wow great great spot there yeah i didn't even notice yeah. the eye on it on page five yeah it's just like ugh. like yeah. i bet they scry on their citizens you know yeah. illegal wow. right. illegal crystal ball tappings you know? <laughs> right yo I, uh, I did also really love this bit at the end of the chapter, though, or through the middle to the ending portion of the chapter with the uh, the lighthearted yet ominous and brooding beach scene where, you know, we yeah. get some we get some cool comedy bits or whatever, you know, towards the beginning of this scene with like dote and the water and the slaughter melon. Mm-hmm. Um, the slaughter slaughter melon, melon is wild. Fire. Love that. Slaughter melon is, is definitely terrifying. wild. So yeah. you're like essentially eating your own blood if you let it get to you. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? You gotta yeah. you still gotta bust that baby open and eat it. You paid for it. Yeah. Can't waste that bread. <laughs> Giving it an Sand. open, it'll drain the blood right out of you. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's like why would you bring that here? Life is a constant struggle against death. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and that's funny. Like I love I love these interactions between like the main squad or whatever and other and I know that we've gotten a couple of like flashbacks you know and 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 introspective you know stretches of storytelling for a couple of the characters like lance is the one that comes to mind kind of in regards to like his sister and things like that and his come up you know what i mean like we get shit like that sometimes but for the most times like all of these outside of action you know outside of the characters interacting on the battlefield the only other times that they really interact is in these wholesome moments that are all like really centered on comedy. We don't get like serious conversations between characters in the crew about their life. You know what I mean? Like all that often. And like, we don't, I feel like because it's so comedic that like, even though we're on chapter 73 and we like always get moments like these, I feel like, I feel like I barely know this, the, you know, these characters, you know what I mean? Like I like, I like them. They interact well together. They're great friends. We can see all of that on the page. But as far as, like, I just don't have that feeling like I've grown with any of them after 73 chapters. Yeah. Whereas, like, in a lot of other, you know, manga, you know, that aren't gag manga or comedic in any, re- you know, in any regard, you're going to see a lot of that more often. And I understand that MASH is a comedy and that you, you're going to get scenes like these. But the serious aspects of MASH make me think that we're going to get, you know, serious storytelling, um in other areas too you know what i mean and in one of them is like i want to feel like i know the the cast you know what i mean and i feel like i kind of don't <laughs> as as much I mean, time as we've spent with them you know i feel a similar way i'd say mm-hmm. with with lemon and um what's the dude with the white streak we thought his magic finn? was lightning finn finn ames mm-hmm. with finn and lemon i would say i agree for the most part yeah i do feel though like we've grown with lance and dote and also yeah. mash obviously um, to a certain degree i'm not saying there's nothing there but for just because we've gotten chapters. some development with them and yeah. like some growth and shit like that yeah uh, but as far as lemon goes and as far as finn goes they've kind of just been like taggers I like... along i feel like they do need some more some more good establishment yeah. of their character in certain moments and and growth in certain moments to right. to to make them feel like we've grown with them as well 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I feel like the story is kind of zoomed out with the introduction of Innocent Zero and like the overarching plot injection, mm-hmm. and then like you know Mash's importance, focusing on Mash, and so like you know, and it's halfway of, like, done. It's and the it day to day confirmed. Confirmed halfway oh, done. Yeah. Dang. Mm-hmm. So like the day to day school struggles of his classmates kind of like zoom out and become more of the for- background. You know, sure. so like I feel like their their relevance is to the plot at large isn't yeah. the focus. You know, like I feel like I, if we would have seen, you feel that you feel that sort of dilation. If we would have gotten more, you know, in house school shenanigans in class in dorm, you know, school shenanigans. We kind of keep going from conflict to conflict. You know what I mean? So like the pacing is fine in that regard for like what we've gotten of Mashal so far. But there mm-hmm. is a part of me. That kind of wishes that we did spend a little bit more time in that, you know, teenage classroom, you know, yeah, dorm, dormitory. A little bit of the B plot. Like vibe. Yeah, you know what I mean? Just to just see how characters interact on like a mundane, like day to day, like regular person type shit. You know what I mean? For a little bit. You know what I mean? Just so that if you are going to cascade into, you know, back to back major conflict arcs, which have been incredible. You know what I mean? It's just like would be cool to like think back once we're this far and go yeah like whenever especially when we get you know zoom outs you know on this beach of them just chilling you know what i mean like you you link back all of those wholesome mundane you know regular day-to-day interactions you at least i do i remember that and go okay this this cast is strong you know yeah i well you know we might actually get kind of a zoom in because like near the like zipping forward to like mm-hmm. near the end of the chapter like page 1919 mm-hmm. they're like hey man i want to graduate with everybody and it's like hey man but you're end of semester test soon what are you gonna do you're one failing grade away from expulsion so yeah. are they going to have like another chapter where it's gonna be like zoom in intercharacter relations and like cram test you know hey it's, it's you know he they had the classic beach scene now they're doing the classic hey study at my house yeah help me pass these tests the yeah. great teacher onizuka style montage let's go yeah yeah the end of the chapter definitely makes you think they're gonna go back into the exact kind of situation that i was just kind of talking about which is which is something that i'm excited for but you know of course but at the same time it you know there there is a like a limit to like how much like people are kind of like really fickle with that kind of thing like me especially like i'm thinking about it right now it's like i just said like what i kind of like wanted in the earlier like stages of mash and like now i'm thinking about like what if we actually get it what if we stay on it too long you know how long how long is too long you know like things like that so so (laughs) it's a very um it's very volatile subject now that i think about it but i think they'll have like one episode and be like hey we're going to do a little bit of a study montage and we'll probably p- splice in like five pages of like upcoming plot stuff and then transition into the next big conflict. Yeah, that's cool. Um, did you ever watch the Disney, um, the sword in the stone? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, I think the I headmaster, really too much about headmaster it, but... is just giving off Merlin on vacation vibes. Oh. I think he's giving off big, like Izumi or like all my vibes, you know? right so this this man is literally just like half a person right because he doesn't have legs and he doesn't have an arm so he's just chilling like is basically just like a torso he's got legs does he if you if you look at page 11 you can see there's yeah he does he does he totally does i totally for some reason i thought he lost his legs probably because he usually wears a big gown and you can't really see the bottom of him yeah Okay. Yeah, he looks like he's just lost an arm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm 
I'm totally here for like Wahlberg in that all my position where he's still really like that seasoned veteran who can give you a lot of information and help, but like he's kind of like a yeah, non combat. He's out of commission. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah, a, that's I great. I like it a lot. Yeah. And we get some great information from him on like the inner workings of Innocent Zero's squad, kind of, you know, we get that Mash's five other siblings are like equivalent, if not greater, to than Wahlberg. Um, which is crazy to yeah. think about. Like, He's, what the fuck? They're, they're basically having like the exact same conversation as like post Marine Ford Blackbeard talk. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, yo, he was already cold blooded with, you know, the Yami Yami no me. But now he's got the Gura Gura too. It's like literally the exact same situation where he's like, yeah, he had times magic, but now he's got space too. And he's, yeah. you know, I was essentially the white beard, you know, like kind of like character too. So there's a lot of parallels you can draw in that way. Mm-hmm. To like other shonen, not just One Piece. Like we've had Naruto parallels. We've had all types of shit, you know, One Punch <laughs> yep. Man parallels, obviously. But I think that MASH uses them well, you know what I mean? Like it got kind of like weird in that last arc with like how close it felt to Naruto and like Orochimaru versus Hiruzen, but like mm, yeah, it's, yeah. it never got like cringy you know what i mean like it was all right. fine like you could you could see the inspiration but it did its own thing brilliantly you know like mashal always does i thought that the you know we've had our complaints about the end of the arc and how you know weird that felt you know or whatever but inside of the inspiration and the, and the influences like all of that shit has always been on point in mashal in my opinion yeah and um just some more, maybe not, I don't know, not necessarily commenting on the information or anything, but as far as the art goes, um, when Wahlberg is commenting on kind of Mash's attributes and stuff like that on this panel in page 16, mm-hmm. top panel, his traps go from shoulder to neck, bro. Like <laughs> literally. And his shoulders entire... are down, sitting down. Like there's some yeah. distance. From this the base of the no neck, neck to the shoulder. Yeah, like this man is, yeah. That's physical. more than a Dorito. <laughs> for real. Yeah. That, that's like a nacho extreme. Yeah, yeah, for oh, real. Party dude size. Stacked. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> um, I also is, like yeah. the last moment where like Finn is just like, that is the least scientific most unintelligent line of reasoning right i'm just like i love this idiot <laughs> yeah he's like whether i win or lose i've got a 50 percent chance i'm like well where's that number come from and then he and goes into like these muscles lost. don't lose yeah that bumps me up to 100 percent, and it's like oh man meathead <laughs> meatheads are living off that they, they put that in their notes <laughs> himbos man himbos yeah. rise. for real but yeah then we uh <clears throat> then we get the ending part of the chapter here where they're you know, as 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 you guys commented on earlier, basically saying you're about to fail out. Yeah, come on, so, dummy. You know what the fuck you're doing? Yeah, you got to get it together. Do we know of any like um, book smart, like bookworm? You know what I'm saying? Like tutor, potential tutor. You know, for Mash, is there a character like that in Mashal where they're just like top marks in everything mental about wizardry, but then like maybe like low you know low scores on on, on physical stuff yeah i mean we could get one introduced this yeah i'm trying to think of like potential future it. dynamics inside of the the crew true true yeah because i mean like if we are going to go back to like school stuff for a while and like mash really does need to like pass or he's going to plunk out it's like 
but we know he's not going to so it's like how is he going to pass that you know questions oh uh, like you know he might get tutoring from an upperclassman and like yeah. maybe one of the, like the more sympathetic visionaries just like you know what i want to see this happen mostly because order's a dick and it would make yeah. him really mad yeah, yeah. <laughs> for real you know, I, like I could that. definitely see that kind of, like, upperclassman pettiness. Just yeah. be like, yeah, no, fate of the world doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I want you to annoy one guy by succeeding. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. other than I that, think, I've got, uh, I'm pretty much done. Yeah, that's, a, yeah. that's about all I had for MASH as well. Yeah, I'm good, too. Alrighty, then. With that, I think we can go ahead and jump right into Chapter 302 of Black Clover. Convergence of Hope. And, uh... Something I liked about the beginning part of this chapter was just this this picture magic spell that we get from real the master of Valhalla. Yeah, fire. I think the uh, the artwork on this panel is super fire with the tornadoes being conjured. My man and Odin. Big Odin. Big Odin. Odin. Bro. Yeah. Come on, man. Look at that man. Oh, Chilling. God. And we get the dialogue yeah. from real as well about how he needs to do as much as he can to support them in taking out kind of the fodder ads because Charlotte and Noel are really the most important people in this situation mm -hmm. as far as dealing with Megicula. Yes. And uh, I also really like the sequence of events with the Crimson Vine Spear, you know, into the, like, kind of bigger minions. Yeah. Tied in with the oh, yeah. dialogue from Megicula about the growth of humans in dire situations and how she kind of admires it, but that, you know, she ain't fucking with them. And yeah. she kind of powers up the minions. Everybody's kind of like overwhelmed. It seems like, and then the boy luck comes in with the fucking bunker buster Mind kick heel. on him. Bro. Big feats. Okay. Put the feet on him. Shit in the next week. Fucking evaporated his shit too. Like the impact, like radius is like wild on that for such a fucking Punched concentrated right like beam of foot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Flying like that's so dude. much power there. <laughs> yeah, I you know this chapter to me seemed like a series of um, power moves, but then I had to like kind of remind myself that like. They're in. They're operating within like the DSX Machina that like real conjured. So like, right. they're not taking damage, and so like, it, part of me thought I was like, wow, like if you're impervious to like harm, I feel like you could definitely like power through mana exhaustion sure. and like just throw out all the power moves, full stop, no like hesitation, because they're they're basically like it's almost like they're doping you know like they're right. using 100 percent of their brain or 100 percent of their muscle ability yeah you know to create like all this explosive power i'm trying to remember if they like specifically rills. said sorry to cut you off but i'm trying to remember yeah. if they specifically said that um that they are impervious to damage while twilight valhalla is active i thought it could have yeah. just said it like essentially... we can't die you know what i mean like you know and then we'll take whatever damage that we take at the end but i think they can yeah. still you know, they're take taking damage. it, but they're yeah. not taking well, it's just, it. It's, it it's a damage postponal. Yeah, mitigation. so like they're not feeling it, and then it's oh. just stockpiling on the edge oh, sure, until sure. the spell ends, and then it comes slamming at them all at once. Yeah. So that's kind of why I got that kind of vibe from that, because I yeah. was like, this is a lot of power moves when they were kind of struggling to like maintain spells. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a silver foxy fox kind of thing without the actual slowing. You know, you're just like, accumulating this damage over time it's not affecting you in the moment but then it all blasts mm -hmm. you as soon as the spell ends type shit yeah. you know yeah so, especially with um like they're gonna dodging. sustain massive damage at the end of the fight pretty much 
Right. It's yeah, because like the Gaja scene kind of like really solidifies that kind of feeling for me. This Gaja situation is weird as fuck, bro, because it's like, okay, I understand that like most likely what's going on here is Twilight Valhalla is keeping him alive so that he can keep fighting. I, I don't remember there being one, like a healing aspect of Twilight Valhalla though. That might be in the last chapter and I just don't remember it. But like he was literally a raisin after he used his, he converted his mana, you know, into like he was literally like laying on the ground, burnt to a crisp like a statue. And then now he's kind of raised here with a new, you know, invigoration and and whatever yeah. and like that's fine or whatever you're 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 still alive because before you died twilight valhalla activated so you can keep going here three i don't know like and i don't even know if i even said two but i don't know if they even confirm by the end of this chapter that it that is the reason why he's still up is because of twilight valhalla and it's like a really safe assumption to make but why yeah. is that information not just like we don't need it, probably, but at the same time, it just feels weird that it's just not stated. Like, damn, this Twilight Valhalla got me, you know what I mean? Like, cool, God is back because of the Twilight Valhalla. Mm -hmm. Literally anything like that, you know, would just make the situation feel better because a lot of people are mad about this, you know what I mean? It's like, this is this feels fine to me knowing about Twilight Valhalla besides, like, you know, the healing, like, as, like the, at least what looks like healing, you know what I mean? Um, you know, compared to how Gaja was before the ability was activated, but still, it's like, it's just a very awkward, very awkward way to do this, in my opinion. Yeah, it's, it's, oh, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's like, uh, you know, watching like pro wrestling a little bit and it's all power moves. It's like, okay, where's the, where's, come on, where's the reversal? Where's, yeah. you know, where's the tag in, tag yeah. out kind of thing? It's like, yeah. nope, all power moves over the top. Let's sell it. Um, yeah, kind the... of vibe. I like the spread, uh, like the big, like twin. The flashes as they 10 just and like 11 double page spread mm -hmm. it's the best spread mm -hmm. in black clover this is at least my favorite spread in black clover period up to this point this is like one of the best pages i've seen in weekly shonen jump in a long time <laughs> like the perspective is crazy the depth is crazy the shading the particle effects the it's precise yeah yeah you know what i mean the the layers you know what i mean of of uh, of everything like everything about this is crazy the kanji the behind intricate the runes shit. drawn up top yeah, and shit. yeah everything the kanji behind it yeah oh. everything about this is 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 incredible actually i think that's that's katakana but still like holy moly you know what I yeah mean? Like, no this is a really good one yeah. for black clover i thought that it was like this is this is captures a lot of the feel like if you're like, hey, sell me on Black Clover, I'm like, all right, here's one of the scenes. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Man. Yeah, this panel is this page is drastic. Yeah. And Stupid. then uh, moves us Stupid into the good. kind of the ending portion of the chapter here, where Noelle is obviously making it to Megikula as she's kind of getting evaporated by the lightning spell that was cast, and uh, she's healing at the same time, casting this cursed warding defense magic or whatever mm -hmm. to hold noel back and she's about to hit her with a pretty drastic attack and um and uh, you know some people might feel conflicted about this portion of the chapter but i personally was super fucking hype at the end of the chapter because to see nozel come in at this at this moment even though it is you know typical yeah. you know that that noel would be saved in this moment instead of taking like a drastic attack yeah and, for uh, sure 
whatever. Last but minute like, saves are just Black Clover staples. You know what I to mean? To see Nazel coming in this moment, the definitely one hype. character that it makes most sense for them to come mm-hmm. in. Yeah. You know, yeah. given the family ties. Mm-hmm. To see him come in right here was so fucking hype to me. Yeah. And just like the emotion in the in the illustration and the dialogue that he gives. Yeah. Where he's like, How dare you show yourself in front of my family again? And like yeah. he just looks so fucking pissed. And in this middle panel where he's on the eagle, he's all blacked out, just yeah. like mm, pinpricks of yeah. light. Looming from his over. Eyes. I personally yeah. like well, I mean, you know, like him showing up at the end to save is, you know, whatever. It's expected or whatever. It's black clovers, so it's like fine. But like the execution on it is fucking beautiful to me because it's like one, yes, mm-hmm. it does make the most sense that Nozell is here. Nozell looks incredible on this last page, but he did not come for games, and he's like, "I'm here to the end of this shit," type shit. You know what I mean? So like all of mm-hmm. that is conveyed beautifully. The art is incredible. He's on this giant Mercury Eagle with this giant Mercury Ball blocking shit. Like the the drawing is is impeccable. The moment is hype. Everything about that, you know, is is fire, and it makes sense. You know what I mean? So. I love that Nozell is here. Can't wait to see what he does next time because I love his fighting style. I think he's like some of the coolest magic to watch, you know, yeah. or to or to read about, you know, in the series. You know what I mean? Like everything about this is mm-hmm. is doing exactly what it needs to do. You know, yeah. yeah. As much, see, I I still want Noel to have the finishing blow. Uh, sure. I think Nozell will be here, and that I think you know his anger will blind him for a moment, and he'll need the saving and then noel will strike and like save him right and i think that would be a nice kind of form of reciprocity well because that's Uh, the last piece of the puzzle right in like inside of this redemption inside of this like wholesome family you know dynamic inside of black clover and that's one thing that i love about black clover is like in this moment i really felt the family aspect of nozelle's anger you know what i mean it's like we've gotten enough information now to know why megacula sucks to these people we know what they did to acer we feel that it resonates out like that is like the mm-hmm. one area of a character that i feel like has been done beautifully without dispute inside of black clover is the evolution of noel and her interactions with her family i mean yeah. nozelle, nozelle kind of like switching and like being cool with her again kind of seemed like very like awkward at the time but at the end of the day the feeling of nozelle being here and this being like a silva family affair it's really potent right now you know what i mean yeah. with this cliffhanger you know what i mean like i I'm like thinking of like the history of Black Clover as I'm reading, yeah. the, you know, this chapter, and that's a feeling that I love to get from from Black Clover. You it's know definitely I mean? a culmination point because, yeah. like, I love that it's like, you know, how dare you show yourself in front of my family again? It's amazing that he finally kind of like openly, loudly in front of everybody, just like states like, "Hey, <gasps> this is my family," and like he disowned Noel basically in the beginning of the series. So like, this is a huge culmination. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it feels yeah. fine. I love it. I, lo- I loved, yeah. I loved like, like this chapter was like fire. Like the Gaja stuff is whatever. I'm not mad about it as a lot of other people are. I mean, like we knew he was going to get up and fight. I mean, it's weird that we're going to go through all of that, you know, just to have him up again, like this soon. You know what I mean? But at least Twilight Valhalla is there as hand wavy as that felt when it happened. There's at least yeah. a little bit of setup for this. It all makes just enough sense you know the only thing that's weird is that like we didn't get like a hard confirmation that the twilight valhalla is why this is happening so i feel like that's where you know the contention or the discourse you know what i mean is kind of um coming from inside of the community but like at the end of the day it's like we can draw that line and make it feel fine you know what i mean it does it is weird that no one said anything about it because it's like why not there's 
plenty of room in dialogue bubbles for that one line of dialogue you know what i mean just to make the situation yeah. feel a little bit better but whatever dude it's twilight Valhalla. you it's know obvious. i mean that's fair yeah. i mean tabata has like really stepped up his art recently i think yeah. um in the last couple chapters especially like i think he's taken a lot of the criticisms to heart with like like uh not being able to kind of see clearly the flow of action i think he's focusing on feeling and form and like all the aesthetic stuff yeah. and he's just like you know what y'all are smart enough you've you've tagged along this long if you you, you, you can you can one plus one equals two you're right. you're fine yeah and so i feel like he's really focusing on that stuff and yeah. uh they'll probably you know mention like oh no can't we save him it's like no it's too much right Tyler valhalla was barely just keeping him alive and he overexerted yeah. himself yeah top yeah like they'll have moments this is the action time this it is, is the, the action you know. time and at the end of the day it's like as far as what black clover is going for in all of its areas of storytelling or at least the most prominent areas that i've noticed in my time with the series it's like tabit is firing on all cylinders as far as like what he's trying to do with this story you know what i mean mm -hmm. like the biggest moments are wholesome team squad mechanics we got that beautiful magic application we got that and the family stuff inside of noel and the silva house is really resonating regardless of what you want to say on the technicalities of the storytelling and like whatever criticisms you have inside of that is fine but the feeling is there he he mm -hmm. Tabata can evoke the the emotions he wants you know in his in his scenes and like that it seems to be one of the most important things to him so if he's doing that correctly then he's yeah. doing everything right you know what i mean so there's nothing wrong with letting yourself be carried by your own strengths right exactly like uh, i feel like he'd make a worse production of it if he tried to shore up all of his weaknesses mm -hmm. as as a as a creator and like focus on parts that like just don't seem fulfilling to him right right yeah I think that is uh, about all I had for Black Clover, though. Yeah, I think I'm good, too. Tobit's is fucking tweaking for this butt shot of Noel mm. on page 13, but that's the last thing I'll say. <laughs> 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 what are you doing, bud? All right. But yeah, I'm good. I'm good. All right. Well, with that, I think we can go ahead and move right into chapter 322 of Obogu no Hiro Academia. Great Explosion Murder God Dynamite. <laughs> and i loved the first page of this chapter yeah just getting this inner monologue from deku further solidifying how just exhausted and broken he is where he's saying like i have to free myself from his grasp but i don't have the strength left to do so and the placement of that panel or that um dialogue bubble that says he doesn't have the strength left to do so placed over the panel of just how light the grip is on his hand mm -hmm. just even further further you know driving home just how weak he is like he can't even break free from this light of a grasp yeah. you know and he just I mean, finally finally lets go and just yeah you can really feel the um the extent of his exhaustion in the art you know what I mean? Like, not yeah, only yeah. do you have the history of what's gone on in this arc so far to look back on and think about, like, his fight with Nagant into his fight with XYZ, but then, like, in the actual visual storytelling of this chapter, coupled with, you know, that memory, you can, it really feels like Deku has been spent. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, even, like, the panel directly under, like, the limp hand and that kind of like look of relief that clear cut of his face where he looks excited he's just like 
Ooh. Too excited. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, shit. Palpable relief. <laughs> yeah. And then, he, you know, he's finally allowing himself to cry all the tears he's been holding back. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, fuck it. I've, I've done literally everything I could to keep myself away from these people for the reasons I think I need to, for their safety, for whatever, boom, 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 boom. They have fully stopped me. And now that I don't have it in me to continue, you know, what I was doing the last couple of chapters, I'm ready to just be like, all right, guys, take me in. We're a family. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I accept your aggressive forms of friendship. Yeah. <laughs> Uraraka hitting the uh the release on them and they just start to plummet yeah and this was personally one of my favorite parts of the chapter where kirishima earlier in the last chapter or or earlier this chapter somewhere was saying like what can i do to get you know involved in this situation i've got stuff i want to say as well yeah but i can't get up there with them you know yeah and so he just just fucking yeah. dips his fucking way to like the landing location and yes. just is ready with the oh, yeah and i, I love mean, how i love how kohei shows you know the, the growth that kirishima thinks he can't have in relation to the other you know members of his class that have high dps quirks like bakugo todoroki you know and deku who he's like i can't keep up with them because all i can do is get tougher you know what i mean i don't have the you know the the power the outward external power, you know, to kind of like keep up with these people. So like, what can I do? And, but Kohei keeps putting him in these situations that shows what he is good for. You know what I mean? I mean and he catches those guys' bodies. I love him yeah. where he's in this moment, like page three, his, his back is nearly bent. Like his knees are kind of bent. Like he's just like, like regular dude be snapped in half here he is just moon like you know michael jacksoning it up like, <laughs> i won't break and he's bro. like i won't break like yes. it's like, fantastic Fire. That's, i like that a lot um, and then we get the dialogue from him about how he was paying attention to the news at the time when deku did his little thing with the muck monster mm -hmm. and that was an inspiration for him absolutely that was really fucking and, dope. and that makes a lot of sense because in if you flash back to mina and you know kirishima storytelling when they were a lot younger he was in a situation where he was totally deku you know as deku was in the first chapter with bakugo being consumed by the mud monster and deku ran in to help and kirishima didn't yeah he didn't go in to help mina you know what i mean and he didn't have that you know fight or flight twitch response to just legs were you know moved without me telling them to to go save someone he doesn't have that characteristic seeing deku with that characteristic as a quirkless individual you know is is probably inspiring to a lot of people who are you know soft in that way like oh i could never you know it's like people who like see police bruta brutality in like real time but can't jump in to like save somebody because they want to go home to their families and they don't want you know to be arrested or beaten or possibly killed yeah. you know like even though There's it's the right thing fear. to do Right, exactly. You know what I mean? I want to jump back to page two real quick because I, I love this page before I forget and I'm thinking about it right now. The page of after the release of Uraraka's quirk and they're plummeting, the paneling really does a good job of conveying like the direction and movement that they're going because yeah. they're falling, they're plummeting, right? So it's very concave, it's curved and you can see, you can follow the art down to the corner from like mm -hmm. the bottom of, of Ida being like, how can I stick this landing? You see Kirishima and he, he notices Kirishima, but he's fallen down so much that you only see like half of his eye because that movement is like, 
you know, and direction and perspective is like so well represented. So I just had to shout out page two for the artistic, you know, decision Absolutely. there from, from, yeah. from Kohei. No, it, it uh, conveys trajectory. Absolutely. Velocity, like mm -hmm. really well. Mm -hmm. And then uh, moves us into this portion of the chapter with Sir Great Explosion Murder God Dynamite. And this, <laughs> this, this dialogue that we get from Bakugo to Deku here in this middle portion of this chapter was wow. like so fucking awesome and just yeah. moving for me. Yeah. Where we we get Bakugo finally just laying all of his emotions bare for Deku, giving them re giving him the reasoning as to like why he's been mean to him the entire time throughout their relationship, how he's always felt like he should be above him because Deku doesn't have a quirk, but he's yeah. always felt like he's looked up to him. Yeah. And I especially love how in this moment, for the first time in the series, we hear Bakugo use Deku's real name. Let's go. Izuku. I'm you're big on that. Everything. Yeah, you're mm -hmm. big on that because like I know that you're like super hardcore waiting for that in one piece between Zoro and Sanji, right? Ah <laughs> <No>. <laughs> don't even get me started, but yeah. <laughs> that was super fucking powerful. And it was like it was finally Bakugo's dialogue over everyone's about how like we as friends are here to support you in your like crazy idealism, like these super high ideals that you want to reach with how you think society should be in this burden you're trying to bear alone. Like we're just, we're here to support you in that. When you get too tired, we got to pick up the slack type shit. And right. it was these words from his fucking one true best friend that finally caused him to just fall and just yeah. like into his best friend's arms. And like that to me is such a perfect, like, culmination and just bow on top of their character arc together yes. through all this shit and we get this beautiful paneling of them which i didn't know until you pointed it out in my live reaction is you know matched with the original opening to the anime where it shows them aging through this sequence as well yeah we get them you know going from kids to middle school to high school through this conversation in the paneling yeah, it's like season and one like season I one that so much yeah it's like the season one opening and like the first core or wait actually i think season one was only like 13 episodes i think it was only yep. a one core season so yeah opening one i think is, is is the one that it was and it's literally like uh it's like it's it, it has to literally be trying to copy that opening because it's literally like the exact same aesthetic dynamic like the way that it shifts the way that they're facing each other like it's all it's all pretty close, you know what I mean? It was definitely I, well, on purpose. I, so. I, I just liked it because it really just emphasized the idea that, like, like uh, you know, Bakio's speaking, looking at him and, like, speaking, like, you know, things from the heart and, like, the yes. idea of, like, all because all his, like, I don't know if calling it trauma is the right thing, but, yeah. like, his all his hang-ups were formed from like formative moments in his youth so like you know he's speaking from the heart speaking from the child at heart and like he's you know being honest from a place that he was throughout their entire friendship and like or relationship even if you don't want to call it friendship because that's fair um but i liked that it's just like you know it kind of showed how where he was coming from and then also like the full growth like He's like, this is what I mean. I'm being honest from every stage of my life. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like that. And I, I love very well said. that idea. Like, cause it's like, it's like him uncorking the bottle, pouring that all out there, being emotionally honest, being vulnerable, being sincere, 
is him also growing up. Yeah. Yes. I like the way that you worded that because like him show them showing the evolution of their relationship from like very small children to now and you saying that that's like you know a representation of him apologizing at every point in time in his life that he was a douchebag but also him realizing that he was lying to himself in all of these moments about how he felt and where he was going and how he was going about things just like looking back at each massive stage of their friendship and going like i fucked up here 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 and here in regards to the establishment of our relationship i i love the way you said that bro yeah like like that's growing up in the final stage is given half a page yeah. a whole a whole a whole page page eight just like yeah. i'm sorry for everything like yeah, straight up i'm thinking like, thumbnail for that growth. one that's yeah. gross. beautiful yeah. like just artistic touch on that panel with the all whited out background raindrops sure. falling just the uh, such and another artistic touch that I really liked as far as going through the paneling of this um, conversation of theirs is how at the top you see Deku ghostly white eyes and then as he's a kid you see these you know these same ghostly white eyes as this really heartfelt dialogue from Bakugo continues on in each panel of him middle school high school and at the bottom of page seven you see slightly more pupil come into mm -hmm. come into effect fire and it's just him bringing deku back more and more and then it culminates to right after he says i'm sorry for everything boom full pupil deku's back you know what i'm saying wow, like, i have the goosebumps right now that's incredible yeah no that's an incredible Great. spot bro wow and then he falls into his arms after that and it's just i man. did not I was... notice the return oh. of the pupil throughout the um the paneling that's that's beautiful yeah Incredible like spot. It, the yeah. the ghost eyes start at page five yeah yeah they do <laughs> bro so that good. panel is fucking crazy of deku on the bottom of page five <laughs> whoa yeah yeah he's yeah. rough <clears throat> kohei has been drawing deku looking like the craziest that we've ever seen and i understand why you know what i mean like there's obviously a reason for it this is like the farthest he's fallen from grace almost and not even fallen from grace but this is just like the most different deku you know what i mean like yeah. ever you know and obviously his friends are bringing him back to reality in that way and the representation of like just almost borderline demonic looking deku and slowly becoming more and more human again is just a beautiful representation of what he's going through mentally you know what i mean yeah definitely wow and then, is this the uh, first time we've seen 13 with her helmet off yeah i was thinking cute. that i was thinking that and bro. they're cute cutie what the fuck dude she looks so cute like what a cool drawing just I not expecting it. that underneath the astronaut gear yeah for real oh man uh there, manga car are really good for that anyway yeah, yeah. they got some stuff they got some great a stuff i yeah. like that like after the apology Bakugo follows up with an affirmation like he's just like there's nothing wrong with the path you're walking down since I'm all inheriting a one for all on all might side and he's like hey man you're you're on the right path you're not wrong and I like is like hey I'm sorry you're not wrong that's a great combo I wish uh you know some people would apologize like that where I just like hey man like yeah I was a little fucked up that's okay yeah <laughs> all good in the hood yeah. baby that's I love the uh, that reminds me of um Gone and Jing from uh, Hunter Hunter, where 
Jing is talking to Gon for, I think, like, the first time they've ever interacted. And Gon is talking about how he needs to go apologize to people. And he's like, yeah, go go give your apologies to whoever you got to apologize for. But do you know, like, the the, the, the number one rule of, of, of apologizing to someone? And Gon's like, what is it, Dad? And he's like, you got to promise to, like, change something about, you know, what you did before. You got to promise to, like, never let it happen again through some kind of change that you're going to make sure you put yourself through to make sure that this promise is kept. And, like, shit like that is, like, I love those kind of moments. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, UA Fortress, man. Yeah. Dude, I was hella hard. surprised about this, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're just getting... They built this quick. How long has yeah. it been? Well, it, I was under the assumption that it was like a system, passive system, and that he was just like literally had to flip the switch. Oh, and like, then it's like... Shoom, 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 shoom. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, it's like, this is the maximum mode. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That makes a lot more sense. Wow. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, I feel yeah. like they've been upgrading it throughout the series, let's be sure. honest. Yeah, it could be something like that, too, after that first attack. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, we get the dialogue. It's basically being used as a evacuation shelter for all the citizens in the nearby areas. And, uh, yeah. I kind of like also... the little T that's kind of hidden inside the UA thing. Like, uh, page 13, you kind of look at it. It looks kind of like a face. It has a little T face thing um, yeah i do kind of see that if like you little like. teen titans image yeah oh um, shit and i love on the next when page, there's trouble you know who to call, call. Ah! Yeah. from that tower they can see it all yo when there's evil okay we're gonna stop but look bro oh. banger puffy like amiyumi shout out to them yeah oh yeah I like that, and then like if that's a Teen Titans nod, which it totally if that's a Teen Titans nod. Sorry to cut you off. If that's a Teen Titans nod, which it totally could be, knowing Kohei, that's like one of the more subtle Western mm -hmm. comic book references in the series. Then, and like I it's need like, more of those. I'm about to reread this shit, try to find everything if he's doing it that subtle. Nah, <laughs> I like the uh, the fourteen uh, page. 14 where they're just like hey man did you know they say combine to shiketsu so like i saw that face and i was like are they gonna voltron i feel like they're gonna voltron bro i literally said in multi-school voltron yeah. what if this fucking uh color spread we got last chapter <laughs> was foreshadowing and we oh get shiketsu school combining with fucking ua to make mecha might bro. all mech all mech bro <laughs> All mech. <laughs> All mech would be uh, some shit. Bro, that and would see, be so fucking drastic. That'd be really cool foreshadowing. It's not, and it wouldn't even be for. Well, I guess it would be foreshadowing, but it's like you're literally showing us in your art that like they're building this thing, they're working on it. You know what I mean? Or they're like maintaining yeah, it, or yeah. they're fucking polishing it, or whatever the fuck it is. But UA yeah. having a fucking like you know, shit has hit the fan button, like mech. You know what I mean? Like that. That'd be mm -hmm. sick. You know what I mean? Like, that'd be so cool. And, like, I don't think it would have to look like All Might. I feel like that's a little bit much. But, like, them just having, like, a secret Gundam in case shit really gets drastic and, like, all of their quirks combined can't stop a certain threat. Boom. Gigantomachia versus School Mech. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be think, some shit. I think for amazing. UA, it almost has to look like All Might. Sure. And that would make sense, too. You know what I mean? But, like, I'm just thinking about it, like, like on the color spread, it's fine. In the actual comic, it's like, hmm, that's... 
I don't know why I mean, that would be weird to me, but like just like man, I love to put all my face on. I love that. I think it would be a hard contrast with like the statue earlier with the sign hanging from it says I am not here. So like I can see where you're coming from, Knox. Yeah. On this, I didn't even um, think about that in that way, but that that's just even further. Like public opinion, my, be like, why are you yeah. trying to cling to this yeah. like past glory that <laughs> is not gonna help us? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So are we just gonna get like an all Uraraka chapter next chapter? She's like the I, only I hope one. So. She's like the only I one left so. at this point. I feel like that hasn't really said too much directly to Deku because obviously she's been utility inside of the inside of the action or yeah, whatever. They've and she been teasing really her, her thing. Like, and he's like, coming. Yeah, the last page is literally a, like yeah. the best drawing of Uraraka that like you've ever seen. So it's like we do get a really good, nice moment from yeah. her where these people are like protesting Deku's entry. You know, they're yes. like, "Yo, get this son of a bitch out of here. We don't want him. Like we're he's scared. the reason why." Why would you bring? Buddy. We know that they after this man. Why would you? Right. We came here. Yeah. Out of, we're we're uncomfortable living in a fucking shelter. This sucks, and we're here because of safety. And, like, that's the only reason why we're here. Otherwise, we would just go brave the elements. But now you're going to bring a literal time bomb here. Like, what are you doing? You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Like, I totally understand their logic on it, for sure. <clears throat> I wonder if this... Uraraka is just going to be like, it, if you don't like it, then leave. <laughs> like, Ooh. you said you're, you're okay to, while like, you know, tough it out. Then tough it out. Like, we're here to help everybody. We'll still help you if you stay here. Yeah. But we're also helping the people that, like, they're one of us. Yeah. This person's helped. I'm sure there's people in this crowd that he has actively helped getting yes. to here. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I, and, I want uh, them to like, you know, get that kind of like understandable survival driven hypocrisy yeah. thrown in their face a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that'd be super satisfying for sure. We get this great moment from her at the end of the chapter where, you know, it's just a subtle yet powerful moment where Deku, you know, just subtly, without even a word, is about to just turn and walk away because he's like, "This is exactly Fuck what it. I was saying." Yeah. And these what people, am I doing here? Yeah. This out of people. He's, and I mean, uh, she just grabs his hand. Hey, it's okay. And oh, just, we get like this powerful that. dialogue or inner monologue, rather, from her about how Ida and them started like linking this chain together to connect with him. I can't let it go now. I got to play my part. And when a hero is the one in need. Who's gonna be there to save them? You know, like I love it. Who watches yes. the Watchmen? Well, no, I guess that doesn't really fit here. I mean, but yeah, <laughs> I mean that that fits. I mean, who watches the Watchmen is more so like who polices the police. Yeah, and this yeah, isn't really I mean, like not the same metaphor. Yeah. It would be like who takes care of doctors. Yeah, who heals the healer. Yeah, exactly. Who listens to the listener, kind mm -hmm. of thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, I really like, and I, with all these umbrellas and stuff, I really hope she just like Mary Poppins her way over them. <laughs> just like, hey. nope. <laughs> and she's like, tell, like, gonna like pick them, like her and Midoriya, they're gonna hold hands. It's gonna be sweet. They're gonna go up. She's gonna give like a heartfelt thing, very tender moment, and then like just come back and like turn around and be like, hey, motherfuckers, you ain't shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> by the you way. Ain't shit. By the way. Y'all are terrible. By the way, we never said you had to stay. It's fine. Right. right. We're trying to that. help you. We're trying to help everyone. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No. But I, I like how I there's really logic like on both sides, even when people are being irrational. You know what I mean? It's like, yes, they're going about it the wrong way, literally like forming an angry mob and yelling at this child who just saved a bunch of y'all's <laughs> lives. Like, y'all are wiling for that. But at the end of the day, it's like, yes, you brought 
the like the, the 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 villain who is the entire reason all of this is happening wants this person and you just brought that person here where we're all hiding out to be safe from what's going on outside you yes. brought us a lightning tr rod for trouble yeah exactly like that sucks for them you know what i mean and like mm -hmm. they have families to think about they have kids to think about you know what i mean like it, like there's logic there but at the, at the end of the day, it's like, we definitely want someone to be like, shut the fuck up. It's fucking Deku. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. You don't understand. It. You haven't been here for 330 chapters. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, let, my, exactly. let my man cook. You know what I'm saying? He's tired. Let him go to bed. Fuck let you. him yeah. go no. to bed. <laughs> I, I love the lead up to this where like, I kind of, ex like, like page 14, you're like, no, I can't come back. And they're like, what's all that noise? And Deku is just like, he's a smart kid. And he grew up in a society without a quirk. Yeah. in a society that valued power over everything and just like like or just ability over everything like he grew up in a ha handicapped in that society he understands how people are petty and cruel yes. and just like not overall heroic at all right. and so like like just like watching his face as this mob that goes out there like he it totally 100 percent expected this that that's probably one of the main motivating reasons he even just booked it out there yeah. without anyone following him Right. He's just like, yeah, this is how people are going to be. Like, they're not going to help me. And I, I, I sh I'm helping them by staying away. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's, it's a good another, kid, smart another kid. great artistic touch in this panel. Page 15, middle left. After the mob shouts, you know, we don't want that boy in UA. Don't let him take one step in UA. They say Shigaraki was targeting some kid and he's the one, isn't he? Yeah. You get this subtle panel of Deku's face and you can see just that. That, like, yeah, disappoint you're right. that disappointment and yeah. that that he knew it was happening. acceptance and that yeah. you know previous knowledge like this is exactly what i was talking about yeah i already knew this was gonna happen yeah. it's like why would they yeah. want me here why am i even here like it's like it's dangerous for me to be here i was out there wiling the way that i was because i wanted to protect these people and now i'm like here as essentially a beacon for trouble like Mello said, mm -hmm. I'm a lightning rod for for conflict because main the main bad guy wants me. You know what I mean? So this is a natural response from these people. And Deku kind of like has like a half, almost like a half grin. Not I don't want to say a grin, but like you could like absolutely like you were saying like yep, exactly. I'm right. Like you're you're totally oh, you people are totally right. I shouldn't be here. They're after me. What the fuck? You know what I mean? Like that's kind of like the face that he's kind of making. Yeah. Like melancholy. Like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That shit is wild, bro. This you know, is incredible. It's, it's chat, that dude. moment for him where it's like it's a curse to be right all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think uh, I think that's about all I had for here, uh, though. Yeah. Beautiful like, emotional. Yeah. Chapter. In a arc lot of period, ways. like arc yes. period. You know what I mean? And yeah. yes, you're right, Knox. This last panel of Uraraka is beautifully drawn. She with looks like so heroic. Yeah. Her heroic determination on her face, the raindrops paused in still motion around her. Flame. Like, Flame. So Steadfast. The best drawing yeah. I've ever seen of this character. But yeah, right, I'm good. Well, I'm good. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm good on, on hero. Well, with that, I think we can go ahead and move right into chapter 1021. 1021 of One Piece Demonio 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 Fuck yeah Fire Look at this color Look at this cover and page I love <laughs> this cover page bro of Senor Pink, Pink and Frankie yeah. you know one of the one of the most highly acclaimed and loved fights and matchups in the series Post time chilling in a special. bar having some drinks man in this jaguar bar you know what i'm saying leopard bar 
and even the leopard is crying. Yeah, everyone hard is going body, through it. Hard-boiled stories they're telling. I love it. And it makes so much sense. Like, this is totally a realistic interaction between these two. And, like, this was just such an, a great idea for a cover by... Uh, Rye. 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 Great job, Rye. Love you. Great job, Rye. <laughs> but, yeah, then we move into this beginning part of the chapter where we uh, we see this cool new move from robin the sea serpent snap dragon fire and uh got all these arms flying everywhere from the big giant robin in the back you know what yes. i'm saying but black maria turns it on her pretty quickly or so it seems you know she like deduces like okay you're gonna take damage from these cuts on these big arms as well so she starts swinging this bitch around and then go and then uh we kind of get a pretty cool chain of moves from black maria the uh the marionette where she's obviously kind of just grabbing hold of Robin with the webs. Mary Apprehend, where she, uh, you know, hems her up, basically. Yeah, and, and they're uh, all, like, plays on words with her name. You know what I mean? Maria, Marionette. Yep. Maria. Yep. And obviously um, yeah. puppeteering things with the with the spider strings and yep, shit. Absolutely. Toe flamingo vibes. Yeah. And then she just sense. comes at her with the straight-up Oiran knuckles. Just yeah. bap, 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 just giving her fucking hands, bro. Yeah. That's Love her fighting touch. style. What were you saying, Mello? That special touch, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I thought it was interesting that she used the poison on her feet to, like, even, like, cause um, Robin to, like, drop her a little bit. Poison on her feet. Yeah. Uh, page four. Yep. Oh, shit. Yeah. She had, like, poison on her feet. Uh, like, the, her little, like... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Her little stabby toes. Yeah. yeah, stabby toes. Yeah, absolutely. And I like that she's willing to do so much to win, right? Like, yeah. she's like, oh, yeah, whatever. You didn't uh, kill everybody that I wanted to. Like, like, like um, the flame guy? Okay, you put him on commission? Cool. I'm still on top. I'm still, like, taking control of the whole situation. I still have win conditions. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I like yeah. her ability in Mary Arson. It's really funny. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. I think it was just a big old um you know, big play on that. I like that Robin kind of like still maintains her uh composure. Her composure plus like the naming of her moves is all still like keeps around the floral theme like snapdragons yes. and like gigantium is like geranium yeah i like that a lot i yep. don't know what the the power move is if that's grand jacuzzi you, clutch yeah i don't know i don't understand I the naming no convention idea. behind that yeah but like let's talk about that though while we're here though like because i because like as soon as i read that well i saw the spoilers for it first so that's probably where um, the initial idea kind of came from. And now that we kind of have the official full HD kind of shit, it looks a lot more like shading. And especially because someone pointed it out in your live reaction at like the peak of my hype that this could potentially be armament hockey. Because <laughs> that's, like, like, that's what I thought at first. I was like, why is it so dark? Why is it so black? Like it makes a lot of sense that since Robin was under the wing of the revolution for two years straight. And that's obviously, you know, the revolution has fighting styles that incorporate armament hockey a great deal. And since she was directly under Sabo and Koala and Hawk, which is just amazing information to get confirmed. We all knew that this was kind of the case with Robin, but we just hadn't seen, you know, into that situation at all until right now for real. So it all makes sense there, but like, it makes even more sense that it would be like a, like an armament hockey related situation. You know what I mean? Because one, 
it's drawn the way that it is two it is a very big armament you know what i mean but i don't think that that's actually robin's body right like isn't that uh no. or maybe yeah it's not actually robin's body so the way that i kind of looked at it was like gear third giganto you know pistol coated with armament you know what i mean like they're oh. like you know because robin and luffy both have paramecia devil fruits that are related to their body a great deal um so it's kind of just like making a bigger body part and then coating it the same way luffy does with you know elephant gun or whatever the fuck it's called you know what i'm saying so that's kind of like where i went with it someone in your live reaction eagle said that like it's probably just shading because she's naked and i was like god damn yeah. it that makes a lot of fucking sense go fuck yourself dude i was like really excited about the hockey thing <laughs> but like and like either way it's like fine but i think it would be so fucking cool if this was a giant hockey stand from robin yeah i yeah. i feel like it could easily be i yeah. like it a lot um I was wondering, it's like, oh man, like, how does she mimic those body parts to create the, you know, the the demonic effects, like the wings and stuff? And I was like, you right. know what, I'm not gonna. She does that. Too. No, she does that. She um, remember in Thriller Bark was the first time she ever used her wing technique that yeah, literally it, it, sprouted, it, you know, bird style. Like, you know, you saw the hands go up, a, yeah, they're a and bunch just of make hands the shape. Yeah, it's, it's still a bunch of hands. They're just like so. Yeah you know small tight. and formed together and tight that it like makes whatever shape she wants okay. you know what i mean I like that. Yeah. okay i can mm -hmm. vibe with that but i was like i was like i don't have like the greatest like long-term memory so right 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 and that was so, a long time ago you know what yeah. I mean? this could so. be an illustration technique to make it look more clean in the sense that it does really look like a demon now from far away you can see mm -hmm. it it's got some shadow to it but then when you get close up it'll be comedic in the sense that like you'll be able to see all these hands and shit tied together mm. for the wings at least. But yeah. she also can make a perfect clone of herself with right. no like hand aesthetic. So advanced, right. like she's advanced. Yeah, she's just like um, sprouting herself instead of yeah. just a body, instead of just a body part. Oh man. Uh, I, speaking of like advancing techniques, I love the, the orchestra slice mm -hmm. where he's just like, yeah, this blade is just like a, like, Going in a pattern, almost like uh, like Yondu from Gallic Guardians of the Galaxy, where oh he's like shit, it along. But he's yeah. doing that with the sword, and I'm like, wow, that is like that is some wrist strength. Yeah, like something. that's really cool to make the uh, what is this Precision. note? What is it? A, it's not a treble clef. It's, it's a, a treble clef. Yeah. It is a treble clef. Okay, because that was the first thing that came to mind when I saw. It. But that is cool. I didn't think about it until now, Mello, that he was actually slashing his sword in that's the shape of the, the treble clef. I was hoping that's that. tight. That's super that's tight. Like, and I'm just like, man, like it's so Zorro, obvious too. Uh, yeah, it's like uh, the mask of Zoro. Eat your heart out, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah! But I love uh, that. jumping back a little bit to yeah. this flashback. Yes. Oh my god, this shit hyped me up with Robin and the Revolutionaries. We get yes. Koala and Sabo hack teaching Robin general martial arts, palm strike shit like that, and then yeah. also. Yo, like Robin with fucking Fishman karate, bro. When I tell you, when like when she so said fucking major. Yojin karate. I was like mm, bro, I was I so hearing Robin's voice actor too. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yo, Can't wait to hear like, her say that. And you already know, bro, like what better fucking person to have on the crew? Like, this is... 
eventually you know when Jim Bay sees her do some fishman karate hey. shit, he's gonna be like, Oh shit. Yeah. I see you. He might already what, know. He might already what know. What better person yeah. to help her improve her fishman karate abilities and general martial arts capabilities than first son of the fucking sea Jim Bay, the literal like top fucking dog we've seen as far as fishman karate like oh, you. known to be the number one yeah and there's a um there i mean okay so like we know that like the crew it's been pretty fast paced as far as like art to art conflict goes and we haven't gotten a lot of like on the ship in the dorms like kind of like interactions from the straw hats even though they have been traveling throughout the new world and jinbei kind of just got back you know what I mean? Like this arc. Yeah. But I feel like there's still a lot of off-screen interactions where like they've had plenty of time for Robin and Jinbei to have any kind of talks, especially like in preparation for war. Like Jinbei and Robin are, cl are relatively close. You know what I mean? Like they could totally have had an off-screen conversation where it's like, yo, before we go into this shit, I should let you know I was with the revolution. I was with Hack, your homeboy. You know what I'm saying? I was with Koala. You remember her? Like I got, I got Fishman Karate. Like what's cracking? Like they could have totally talked about that already. I want to say before... Yeah, so but but that would be a really cool scene if she fucking used it in front of him and Jinbei was like, "What? Okay. I really want to see the, yeah. um, the giant your, uh... version of the brick butt breaker fist. Oh shit! Like a super sized version of that. She's like, and I take down this building. We are definitely getting that. Oh my yeah. god! And that's gonna be like so crazy. And if they like. And if they bond Yo. over Fishman Karate, then that's definitely happening. Yeah, dude. What's your favorite Fishman Karate move as far as long as we're on this topic? Man, I mean, like, it's probably the Samehara Saiken or Seiken or whatever the you fuck like Jinbei's, whatever, yeah, whatever, you know, well, I like the fucking... Samehara Saiken! You know, you want to know what? You want to know what my favorite one is? It's the, the fucking crazy current title shoulder throw. throw. Yeah, absolutely, what he fucking... Kairi! I love yes. Yo, that shit is so fucking hype. And that's the Ogi too. He said, Gyojin Karate. Ogi. Kairi. Yo, that's how he I fucking like Luffy up people. onto the fucking yeah. shore with I'm the sucker for with a the dude throwing shit, another dude. Like, ah. Yeah, shit was crazy. What'd you say, Melo? Oh, I'm always psyched for throws. Like, yeah, power throws. Are throws. Great. throws are great. Like, Throwing cars, throwing people, whatever. Throwing ships, always fun. Like, I always like the characters that can, like, pick up a cart and just throw something at someone. Right. <laughs> Love Hell it. Yeah. Sucker for it. Yeah, you upgrade um, that to tidal waves, and it's a whole new level of hype. Shit, but the ocean spear is uh, tight as fuck, too, man. We gotta get off. Oh, wait, wait, wait. My favorite one is Vagabond Drill. I don't know. I'm pretty oh. sure. I'm pretty sure. Like yeah, like like the shark skin into the vagabond drill was like the tightest <laughs> fishman karate shit that I've literally ever seen. That's that, that's the one for me. Or going back to the first one we ever saw from Jimbei yeah. in Impel Down when mm. all the all the prisoners are rushing him and he just hits him with like the fifty brick fist or whatever. Yeah, and like he's just standing like this. They're all running at him and all of a sudden shit starts to like and then they're all just like yeah, fire. Like blown away, bro. So far, I love that. Um. I feel really vindicated on the next page on like uh, page 16. Mm -hmm. Let's see. <laughs> because I called it. I told you that swamp, that mud man, he had pockets in him. Yeah, you he did say that. Oh, yeah, we, all, yeah, yeah, we definitely all were on board with the speculation yes. that Caribou yeah. was going to have stockpiles of food inside of him that Absolutely. he was going to give to Luffy. Yeah. 
That was a and pretty as chaotic as unpredictable yeah. One Piece is. I'm taking that one. I don't yeah. care if it was low hanging fruit. I got it. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people yeah. came to that conclusion, but it was still cool because I don't think that I had really thought about it too much before the review. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. like, yeah. And uh, I personally cannot wait to see the guy Momonosuke take up that motherfucking Ame no Habakiri and fucking Rata. Yo, I hope. Mm, I mean, he might not do too much, you yeah. know, because like I was saying in my review, or not my review, but my live reaction. Yeah. Um, it's explicitly stated like this isn't going to age your mind. And right. he does still have this childlike, almost primal, ingrained fear of Kaido. Right. In yeah. his head. So even if he does get aged to an adult yeah. and he goes up there, there still could, you know, there's most likely going to be this degree of mental trauma he has. And he's going to have to, like, fight to overcome this, right. this huge fear he has of Kaido. Even, you know, an adult body could make him more confident, but, like, his sword training is still pretty, yeah, at the end pretty of the rudimentary. Day, he's right, not right, a sword right. master by the any by any means. Yeah. So I don't think he's really going to be able to do too much in this fight. Yeah, and he doesn't need to do a lot. You know what I mean? And I was maybe he needs to get Luffy there. Well, maybe one, he'll like age yeah. and look stunningly like Odin, and like Ooh. all of a sudden Kaido's Kaido's about yeah. to be like, oh my god. Yeah. Uh. See, like at, at the end of the day, yes, he, he he if he does get turned into adult. It's just going to be in the physical sense. He's not going to become this wildly capable swordsman. He's not going to become this wildly capable devil fruit user. But the thing about Zoans is that, like, do you really need to be, like, super... Like, there's not as much technical application to your fruit as far as, like, in comparison to Paramecia and Logia. You're literally just a big buff animal version of yourself that has access to, you know, like things like poison if you're like a snake or something like you get like little yeah. technical things here and there but it's not like something you really have to practice too much so i feel like momonosuke being on you know the rooftop with kaido like obviously he's not going to thoroughly box this man but like if he if there is any kind of clash at all one there's potential for a beautiful double page spread there two like him just being there in that state can do a lot to the mental you know fortitude of kaido which is already kind of like clunky you know at best you know considering like the events of this arc you know leading up to where we're at now so there's a lot of different ways that it can go about it i know a lot of people are thinking that it's just going to be like momonosuke gets big and there's going to be a, a big dragon fight when he shouldn't even be able to be in the same fucking room as kaido and it's like i agree but like why does that mean that he can't still become an adult you know what i mean like yeah. he doesn't need to be a capable fighter instantly but if he wants to go to his appropriate age you know what i mean like that isn't really all that detrimental to the storytelling in my opinion as long as he's not like thoroughly fighting kaido and especially beating kaido or like turning the tide at all i still can't see that happening even with a flash forwarded momonosuke you know what i mean and it's yeah. definitely not something that needs to happen just because he transformed there's a lot of storytelling avenues that 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 oda can take in regard to this plot point you know what i mean so we just yeah. kind of have to wait and see what goes on there's a lot of things that we're expecting there's a lot of things that we think would make sense for oda to do but we understand the kind of storyteller that he is and with a situation like this that is as wonky as it is that's where oda really throws the curveballs you know mm -hmm. what i mean in regards to your expectations so i'm excited to see exactly how he goes about it i just want to say i've been talking about this potential you know possibility inside of this arc since about january of like 2018 mm -hmm. or 2019 whenever the fucking art started 
and yeah, like I, I originally thought that it would get a, it was going to be like a jewelry bonnie kind of situation because she was the only one you know that we really had um you know evidence inside of the series up until that point to believe that she would be able to be the one to do this because she's the only one with an ability like that unless you count like film z i think there was a chicken film z that could do something similar you know with like an aging you know kind of thing but that's obviously not canon so up until this ripe ripe jutsu shit which i'm pretty sure is the first time we've heard about this so far like up until then is like if this was going to happen bonnie would be the one to do it but now we know that we have a, a fruit or a technique similar to bonnie inside of shinobu and it feels fine and she doesn't even want to do it you know what i mean well, he's like nah let me gotten, do it yeah we have gotten it before we know she has it but i don't did we okay we, before she's only used it on like inanimate objects like the ground or, or like objects like i said so it was i don't know that it was ever speculated she could use it on a person at all yeah um, which would be a caveat that would make sense for an ability yeah. like that so like yeah. i think it's been like a moral hesitation sure absolutely to like not do so right um i still think that like momonosuke i think he's just gonna become like that like the the big pink dragon that like was hinted in a lot of like the like covers and stuff Chapter way 310. Back when. 310 yeah 310 double spread that. exactly i think he's gonna be there he's gonna deliver Luffy, I think he's going to change back into, like, adult Momonosuke. Like, you know, have, like, a bunch of steam evaporate off his body as he shrinks into, like, a more manageable size. And then Kaido will be like, wait, is it, is it you? And he <laughs> thinks it's, like, he think it's going to be, he thinks it's going to be Odin, you know? Yeah. He's going to have that moment of hesitation. And maybe that's when uh, the team strikes. I feel like that, like, that moment of, de like, distraction is going to yeah. be there. But I don't think that Momo is going to be, like, doing that much. I just think it makes sense for that. Momo to be there in this confrontation. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and the, the defense that Zoan forms give you can allow us to suspend disbelief enough to where it's like, okay, yes, under normal circumstances, Kaido would literally evaporate Momonosuke's entire physical existence with one flick of his wrist normally, but you give him a fucking fully realized, you know, um, dragon, you know, like form, you know what I mean? Plus you age him forward, you know, a great deal physically. So I feel yeah. like, you know, your Zoan defense might scale with like your regular person defense, which will obviously go up if you're aged potentially that'd be something that could kind of make sense in yeah. one piece i wouldn't be too mad and about Owen's that if that was if that was an explanation that we got so like he doesn't have to fight kaido he doesn't have to beat his ass but if he goes up there and like witnesses the events that are taking place and gets smacked around a couple of times we can believe that he could survive something like that because he's in his own form and if that's all that oda wants to do with him inside of that confrontation and he just wants Momonosuke to be there because Momonosuke should see the defeat of Kaido. He should see yep. the victory of Luffy. Closure. He should be yep. there when Kaido is defeated because if he's playing any kind of role in that at all, it's going to solidify Momonosuke as the new Daimyo Shogun whatever he needs yeah. to be by the time Wano is over. It makes a lot of sense in that regard. We'll see how Oda wants to do it, I, but like I have really high hopes for it. I'm ready to see. Yeah. Yeah. I'm firmly in your corner on this because like yeah. Momonosuke has been set up to be considered the spirit of Wano right like he needs his character arc i feel requires that level of closure right yeah i agree i think uh i think that's about all i had for one piece though this week yeah i think i'm good yeah. too all Just right looking forward to the fight what a yeah, week looking forward to this momo ascension what a week and jump great what a week dragon yeah well i think that about does it Thank you all so much for watching. If you did, be sure to slap a like on this video. Like I said at the beginning, be sure to subscribe to the channel. Come back week to week. We release fire content.
every motherfucking week. Uh, Be sure to visit that comment section down below. Let us know what you thought of this weekend jump. Let us know if we missed anything you thought we should have brought up or, you know, clarify things we asked you to. And uh, while you're down there, as we said before, go ahead and take a look in that description box down below where you can find links to any and all of our individual social media accounts, such as Twitter, online communities, such as Discord, places to listen to the podcast, wherever you would normally prefer, as well as ways to support the podcast through checking out our Patreon or our online shop. Yeah. And uh, with all those words said, this will be another incredible episode of the Project Manga Podcast wrapping up. I'm your host. Eagle I'm Knox. And I'm Melo Yenis. Peace, y'all. <laughs>